Wembley, Wembley, where the famous A-Dub Avocado Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> we got tickets. We got three lots of tickets. <laughs> Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello, everyone. And if you haven't already done so, book your car parking at Wembley, because when I booked it last night, there were 46 spaces left. That was really funny. You messaged me being like, have we booked parking for Wembley? At half past oh. midnight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes good sense to get it done. Yeah. So we've been hanging out for a few hours now and resisting talking about wrestling. Oh, yeah. Almost entirely. So it's nice to let loose, finally. Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, yeah. I, we we first bought our tickets. I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know that AEW is coming to Wembley. It's very exciting. And you probably were in the pre-sale queue for Ticketmaster and realized what an absolute shit show Ticketmaster is. <sighs> Such a disaster. But we got our first set of tickets, which were like the £27 nosebleeds. And we're like, oh yeah, going. I remember going to my wife and I was like, Got tickets. She's like, oh, that's good. I was like, it's not really. It's not really good. And then While messaging me, I mean, messaging me like, yeah, I'm so happy. Like, because we're both feeling the same thing. Yeah. We're trying to be positive. It's like, oh, at least we're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then with the whole, maybe it'll be like Clash and we'll have the cheap seats and we'll actually get front row because they move us. Yeah, sure. But then you were excellent and then you found more tickets that day. I was like, you know what? This is actually really good. These yeah. are really good seats. And then the next day, <laughs> yeah, sure. So the, the the just to set the scene a little bit, I was I got to work early because I was like I have to go to London, I have to sit in Rastor Studios and do my job. I've got lots of work on this day. Got there about nine a.m. Me, Dan Layton, uh, one or two other people were there in the office, but it was me and Dan were trying to get tickets. Nice. And he's like, "Oh, I'm in." Like as eleven o'clock struck. And I'm sitting there for like an hour going, why am I not in? Why am I not in? Why am I not in? Every time I go through, it cancels, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, we got to that point. I was fuming. Yeah. I was so angry that I just sat there endlessly refreshing the pages, selecting all sorts of different packages. We looked at like- The premium like, hospitality for 348 <laughs> quid <Platinum> tickets. Platinum tickets. <laughs> we looked at everything we could think. We were on the verge of spending thousands on tickets just to go. You know? The fact that there was like 12 seconds left yeah. I, like, I might just buy these 440 quid tickets anyway you facetime me being like i've got 12 seconds do i buy them i'm like we're not that rich <laughs> do it we could be if you bought our merch wordwrestlingpodcast.com so how i got that second set of tickets right i spent four and a half hours Fucking at work hell. with ollie sitting next to me <laughs> not working just going refresh 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 like proper like full-on autism i'm getting better fucking tickets no matter what it takes so i ended up getting the second set of tickets where were they they were in the corner kind of behind the stage but on the first tier so it would have been okay yeah you would have been able to good sign of the ring provided they don't erect scaffolding to do lighting and everything, which yeah, they might do at a wrestling show. Yeah. That's the point. Where it was Ollie that went to me, what if they have like the MGW kind of like, you know, yeah. four towers of shit in each corner? You won't be able to see anything. Thanks, Ollie. Yeah. Like seriously, because I was kind of accepting our fate at that point. Like these are better tickets, but they're yeah. not great. You know, they were what, 100 quid? Yeah, 110 pounds. And we, and we were budgeting for like, you know, 500 quid each potentially yeah. if we had to, you know? Because the podcast does great numbers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a paper shit, buddy. Um, yeah, buy our merch, whatarrestingpodcast.com. <laughs> We've got some really good t-shirts and hoodies. We've also got some AEW tickets for sale. 
<laughs> do we still have the nosebleeds for sale? Yeah. Did you sell? Did you sell second lot of tickets? Have you sold? Them? I've sold the second lot. Nice. Yeah, they're gone. Excellent. Yeah. Because I, again, I registered with Ticketmaster to get my pre-release code. Mm. Didn't ever send me a pre-release code, so I used yeah. yours pre-release code because I registered for two. Yeah. So the nosebleed <laughs> seats are actually allocated to your account. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Do you want me to sell them or? Yeah, why not? I'll sort it. It's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll get your refund at least. Yeah, you used your card, right? Yeah, use mine. Okay, yeah. cool. Whatever. It's fine. we don't know card details in this team. <laughs> it's fine. WhatsApp encrypt messages, right? I was so desperate. I, I, I just flat out sent you a photo of my credit card. I was like, just use this. Just use anything. Get it I was done. worried it wasn't going to match. Like your name, address, your account versus my my details, of but course, we, yeah. we we yeah. But anyway, so we had corner tickets, yeah, pretty so, good. It was again, but yeah. had Ollie not put the fear in us. Yeah, I spent four and a half hours going through every platinum package, every whoever messaging you going. What if I found blah 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 row Q on the floor? For like, you know, 500 quid, is that acceptable? And realizing they were a thousand pounds each, not 500 quid each. You'd be like, I'm not spending a thousand pounds to sit 12 rows back or something. Unless I get McGuinness Danielson. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, God, can you imagine? We talked about it briefly, but like, fucking hell. I know it's not medically possible, but yeah, of course. Yeah. In, you know, medicine's miracle. And if someone could find a cure for Hep B <laughs> yeah, between sure. now and probably June to give him a, like a couple of months to get ring because you know he's going to be ring fit. Yeah. He's registered his uh, wrestling name as trademarks today. Oh, McGuinness. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Great. He's going to be on commentary for at least some of the AEW and RA Yeah. And it, he's doing commentary for Progress. So oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. How oh, well. Uh, peace and drops, you know. Well done, Progress, for hiring Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Skipping over. <laughs> so. Uh, Hang on. Why did I never get booked to work progress? <laughs> <laughs> so do I get booked now? Osprey's there. Fuck me. So it was the thing where you pointed out to me, or someone pointed out to me, there was an O2 pre-sale the next day. Because you, you mentioned it because your, your partner's on um, O2. Yeah. So I think it was Ollie mentioned to me there was this O2 pre-sale and I messaged you, blah, 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 blah. And so that's when I found the opposite, the entrance way, 175, I think yeah. they were. And I was like, I, I, that took uh, 25 minutes of refreshing like constantly refreshing in a different pre-sale. This is fantastic. Your employers are a wrestling news outlet to support your endeavors for yeah. wrestling because technically you're a broadcast journalist. You're covering it from the event. Yeah, I loved the bit where everyone was sitting around the office being like, oh no, we'll just get broadcast tickets. Like, you know, journalist tickets, like media passes or whatever. And Ollie's going, yeah, sure we will. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Like, so yeah so we're going it's i'm so excited yeah we've got parking books we've got i don't care i don't even care because i again for full disclosure i'm sat here still with twitchy hand syndrome this evening for no reason i don't care if i feel the shittest i am i'm or i'm puking into a tesco's bag yeah. i'm going to be watching the biggest wrestling show in the uk since 1992 i was planning yeah god think of that i was a six-year-old getting that SummerSlam 92 d VHS yeah. <laughs> for the first time and watching it and going, wow, that's incredible. What if we could do go to this one day? Jamie Hayter's going to win whether she wants to or not. Fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally doing it. Like this is a childhood dream come true. This is my really WrestleMania is. because yeah. I, was, I was saying to my wife earlier and again, hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast because I'm currently shitting myself at the expense of going to Disney in Florida in a couple of years time. Sure. And I was, and I said, she was like, but you know, but you don't seem so happy about it. I was like, because I'm not. I want you to live your dreams and that's fine. She's a bit, what about your dreams and aspirations? And I didn't want to say divorce. <laughs> so I was like, but it's, it's things like 
Mania. I could quite easily go, I'll go one of the wrestle travel trips to Mania. It'll be lovely. Sure. But it's one of 39 or whatever, you know? Yeah. This is the first, and I think it will overtake SummerSlam as the most attended wrestling event in yeah, the UK. Absolutely. Because they've sold 60,000 tickets without announcing a match. Yeah. It's bonkers. And probably. People were doubting that they were going to sell them. And I'm like, they're obviously going to do it. TK bought all the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I know he's a rich man, but seriously. Sure. I mean, Brits go all in when it comes to this sort of stuff. Hey. I didn't mean to do that. We, we go ham. I'm going to change the turn of the phrase. But so do Europeans and so would Americans and Canadians and whoever else, you know. Yeah. It's like it's such an event. It's such an iconic uh, uh, arena to do it in. It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited. Like genuinely. I, how many times have I messaged you being like, this is our view that I found on the internet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just elated. We're going, I know a lot of people struggle to get tickets. For yeah. it, but genuinely, I know there are still tickets left because obviously we're going to try and pack it out. So if you We've have got a, two for sale. Yeah. <laughs> a million pounds a piece. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you are considering going, just do it. Because yeah. you imagine if you attended the first All In when it was like a non-AW show. You are part of that history. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be... And, and hey, if we're going to make a thing of it, Impact are touring Australia. So let's go there. <laughs> I mean, why not? Okay, so uh, one dream match you can have that isn't Brian Daniels and Nigel McGuinness that we've already talked about. Melina versus Alicia Fox. Lovely. Greatest match of all time. I, I still think they should slow build elite versus bcc yeah. for wembley i think that would be ideal this is the thing or give me miro give me ali black give me lance hoyt in a three-way big lad for the tnt belt or the international belt i don't hate that yeah sure i would like that because you know you could go oh i want omega versus abushi which would also be great i would like omega ricarda that would be good sure but I mean, I'm not even fussed about having punk. I just think... Yeah, I don't care about having CM Punk there, to be honest. I I, re- I know I said it before. Tony Khan should just not use him. Yeah, I agree. Because it would give him the magnitude. And, you know, I like CM Punk, the character. I think mm-hmm. he's a horrible person. Seems to be, yeah. But you've probably got to be quite horrible to be a multimillionaire. Yeah. To shit on your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why we're multimillionaires and we should. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I should be dying shit on my Tesco's friends for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm so I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think having, like, I know we've, we've seen it before, but having maybe Pack versus Moxley mm. in Wembley. That'd be cute. I think it'd be quite good as a match. Yeah, because Uber Babyface, British guy. I was going to go crazy for him against your top heel at the moment. Or, just for the sake of how interesting it would be, Claudio versus Mally Black. Sure. How does MJF factor into this as the champion? Because you've got to imagine he would hold on to the belt. Yeah, he'll definitely be champion at Wembley. But I... Omega? I wonder if they'll undercard him and have Pac against him. Yeah, do you want to undercard the belt? I was thinking that maybe MGF opens the show if you've got like a big emotional like Abushi Omega in the final or Okada Omega or something crazy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, ju- I just can't picture how you're going to crowbar a main event into Wembley with MJF. Yeah. Isn't that weird though that the guy who we all love who's maybe the best talker in wrestling history almost to some people. Uh, Wait, who's the Dominic Mysterio's in AEW? <laughs> Honestly, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But... I wonder if they'll go punk MJF for the main though. I would love that to happen. I think yeah. that'd be a and really good And punk puts him over. Yeah. 
but you know he won't. Yeah, I wouldn't do it in the main because I think you need either a British guy or a super, super babyface. I think the crowd will be split for him, Jeff Punk. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, oh, shit. It's just left my mind. I can't think. Anyway. Get I'll- Davey Boy Jr. in there. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he's not under contract. I was thinking legit bring Brett across. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. the babyface part for Brett in Wembley. Man, imagine it. But yeah. I'm just, I like, and genuinely, I, I say this without jokes. I've seen all the people I grew up watching. I've seen Shawn Michaels in the ring. I've seen The Undertaker. I've mm-hmm. seen Kurt Angle. I have never got to, but I'm going to get to the opportunity to see Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I absolutely. cannot wait. Yeah. Everyone's like, I can't wait to hear like Orange Cassidy's themes or the yeah. Bucks themes. Ninety thousand people pop. Be incredible. Sure. Yeah, give me give me Satnam in the main event. So Satnam's taking Jeff Jarrett over the Bucks for the belts. I mean Yamak. I take it. I'd love it, man. It'd be so good. But yeah, Fun and and obviously, you know, having having series oh, <laughs> series picks up on me, you no know, young buck is trying to set alarms. Nice, but um, but and, and Jericho will get involved in something because yeah. obviously he has to. Has to be. I wonder though, for the ease of taking a hit, I wonder if they'll do Jericho Punk. Oh, uh, they could do. Easy, yeah, it's, it's an easy top name sell mm-hmm. if they're trying to shift tickets but this is the thing like once the media it's It's not that far away i still think you'll have adam cole and jericho in a feud at that point yeah this is the payoff but maybe adam cole mjf for the belt yeah could be yeah i mean this is the good thing about face come back against the evil dastardly heel but even then you look up and down the roster it's gonna be a great show regardless i don't even need the substandard storylines i'm going to watch four hours of excellent wrestling at wembley yeah and then hopefully they'll do like what WWE did after that mania and we'll have dynamite pre-recorded from Wembley Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> God, can you imagine? That'd be quite fun. I'm really interested to see like how long the pre-show goes. They better do a fantastic stage setup. Yeah. Or, I wonder though if they'll just go traditional because I know they've got like the, they're coming out the chain, the, the changing rooms yeah. as the entrance way so if, it's not a long ramp if you look at the seats they've sold they've sold low down seats behind yeah. the entrance ramp so they can't have like a you know 10 story high thing because yeah. there's seats that are sold behind those unless they just don't give a shit and they're gonna do it anyway so but. what i was i was wondering then they, they probably do they would do the four pillars of doom and then they'd show the big screens i think they're gonna have to i think there's no suspension there's no roof they, you've got a retractable roof though Wembley, haven't you wembley i don't think so I thought you could. I don't think Wembley's got I'm anything. Thinking Millennium Stadium, then, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Wembley has a, like a giant overarching yeah. thing, but it's got like an egg shape in the middle. As a Tottenham so. fan, I rarely go. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fair. Although stadium one, yeah. I am main eventing Wembley in two weeks' time, hosting my employee kickoff. So I've played all the great comedy <laughs> venues: uh, the Walnut Tree in Wadhurst. That's fantastic. Um, I played uh, what was. Uh, Labor- oh, I, th- I can't remember what the place is called La Trapiste in uh, Canterbury which uh, Coach Wicked and his wife came to watch me do comedy in and yeah, now sure. I'm going to get to do stand-up comedy at Wembley my employer doesn't know it's stand-up comedy yet, <laughs> but I'm going to do comedy at Wembley Stadium and nobody else I know can say they've done that yeah fucking hey man that's good fun you know should we get on with this week's episode well yeah because you know for SummerSlam 92 five years later we're in the midst of the Attitude-ish era so <laughs> It is the attitude here by the end of this show. Yeah. Uh, I'm very sleepy, by the way, so I'm trying to not slur my words, but it's apologies if I do. I can imagine this fantastic podcast. Like we've spoken about 
AEW. You're very tired. I'm having a massively bad day of IBS and a twitchy mm-hmm. hand. Sure. But before, but you know, again, I appreciate this is a wrestling podcast, but shall right. we fill the listeners with what we did before recording the podcast day? What did we do? We did. We played some Blood Bowl. Yay! Made some pizza. It was great. Uh, your Norse team beat my space frogs from the Russian circus. With some assistance from a good teacher. No, no. Uh, I, I think it was just bad dice rolling. <laughs> yeah, dude, the amount of ones you rolled was worrying. It's those green dice. It's those green dice, they're cursed, I swear. Wait a minute, it's all the dice I own. <laughs> I think I'm just a very unlucky person. But, but you know, but you know who wasn't unlucky? WWE, because they managed to replenish or re-show what happened at 10.01 p.m. after they went the show. But before we do that, so we're looking at WWE Raw for the 19th of May, 1997. Do you want to know what's happening in WCW? Go for it. I forgot this is part of the show. Yeah, sorry, go for it. So, um... Normally I go for the match results, but here's what the pitch was. So here's what the little tagline was to get people to watch it on TNT that night. Right. Eric Bischoff keeps his eye to the sky, watching out for the mysterious sting. Will the stinger heed Bischoff's advice or make a power play to eliminate the brains behind the New World Order? Edge Boy, Ric Flair, Battle 6. <laughs> so on the cards on What's WCW on this, uh, on this show. Is it- this pre or post Starcade? Post, because yeah. Starcade's December. Right, cool. And if my piss poor internet would like to work, um, from memory, I'm pretty sure it was William Regal defending the TV title against Prince Iakea, and Mashiro Chono defeating Dave Taylor. Nice. Um, a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, man. Like that's that style. I'm just going to hold my phone near the window. It's all right. Because it's not loading up the page ahead with the results on. Because, you know. I could turn on the Wi-Fi gadget, but why bother? Do you want me to set up a hotspot for you? No, <laughs> no, it's fine. But but basically, like the whole WCW show, no one from the NW was on it. So it's purely, we're still at stings in the rafters, not coming down. So that's what we're offering yeah. at the moment. Hogan was on the show, Nash, Hall. None of the NWO were on the show. There was no match I looked at on that card and went, you know what? Scotty Riggs, he's pretty good. But no. So... We're countering TV yeah. with not very much. Interesting, man. This is prime WCW. It's a good time period. We've covered bits and bobs of it. But it's the storyline of WCW and it's the... Yeah. It's starting to die already by the end of 97. Like, well, I don't know if it's if it's starting to die. I think it's more, creatively. To, more to the point that Nash Hall Hogan don't want to work Monday night. So they'll turn up and do taped bits. They'll fly in, they'll get their appearance money and they sure. won't work shows. Yeah, yeah. But... It's a shitty time in WCW. It's a shitty time if you're on the three network as well. Because <laughs> this means my notes are definitely going to load. Yeah, it's all right. Tea time, man. It's fine. Dare I ask whether you checked ECW as well? Depends if the three network allows me to go back to my <laughs> other web browser to do it, to, to check it. Um, oh, good shit. But yeah, you said it's a really weird time in WCW because when we've covered it the last few weeks, I'm not filling for the internet to turn on, definitely not. There's been no matches where I've gone, fuck me, they're the main event players. Yeah, sure. We see the build-up, and I think this is the thing which Nitro is doing at the moment. The key stars were used on pay-per-view, and they'd be using the engine of storylines to get them there or vignettes if they weren't going to turn up. Yeah. The then is- you're relying on Prince Iakea being yeah. the new Leif Cassidy just turning up. Well, that's the big problem. It's all these guys that are putting in the legwork week to week and putting on these astonishing matches. 
never get those main event spots because guys have got creative control. It's like the classic fault with WCW, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Jeff Jarrett was on this card teaming with the optimum American footballer. Which one? Mongo. Good. (laughs) Okay. We only care about one footballer. Mongo, you know? No. Got to penetrate from the back. In the back. (laughs) In the back. (laughs) This is terrible audio waiting for internet to turn (laughs) on. It's fine. Oh, man. I really like WCW. It's pretty fun. Good logo, Ladies Vagina, in the uh, the reboot <laughs> yet, reboot. But yes, it was eventually in the 2000s, yeah. When we get got, to the uh, the We've the, got the a t-shirt like that, waterwrestlingpodcast.com. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's connecting. Yeah, we have a WCW Vagina logo t-shirt with our logo on it. It's great. This is definitely worth it, listener. Trust me. Mm. I really hope this page is going to load now. I've got the internet. The Wi-Fi's connect... Three are fucking assholes. You know what? I'm not filling for you anymore. I've done my filling. <laughs> You can make this as awkward as possible. Go for it. I love making this awkward. <laughs> I'm going to have a drink and let it stir for a little bit. This let is good podcasting. <laughs> let it stir for a bit. That's right. The page is probably loading. I, I found another set of results, but it goes into far too much detail. So I'm just going to have to skin through it. Let's hope it bolts it. Right. Yeah. So we had TV title match. Regal against Prince IK. Regal retains. Um, Mashiro Chano against uh, Squire Dave Taylor. That was it. Michael Wall Street and Scotty Riggs. Oh, that's a lovely mm, one. Yeah, Michael Wall Street being... And then uh, IRS. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I thought everyone would just know Michael Wall Street. Apologies. <laughs> and then the Steiners versus Jarrett and Steve McMichael. Nice. Cruiser, weight, champion six versus Flair in the main. And uh, Sting drop down, attack Bischoff. That was how it went off there. This was the dropping from the rafters. Spot. Yeah, nice. That really dangerous dropping from the rafters yeah. spot. Bad memories nowadays, but you know, back yeah, then it was quite fun. Yeah, and you know, having the Steiners go against Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett would have kicked their ass because he's a tough boy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. How about ECW? Okay, so ECW. So this, <laughs> <laughs> just as you put your phone down, I'm like, I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> so this is a different so ECW Hardcore TV I like your curved monitors you've got two of them thanks I bought them off your uh, old business partner oh really yeah <clears throat> so blessed to get relegated <clears throat> so, uh, so you know they were dirt cheap because <laughs> someone loves a deal they ever pay you for doing his taxes I've got free music video out there, bitch. <laughs> thank you for paying for my taxes <laughs> <laughs> his taxes no no because remember I didn't pay for that music video I got Fair it for enough. free yeah cool which you did all the work on oh I'm fine with that so okay. thanks for that oh we did some as well ECW uh, notes are not loading so uh, this we, we might just go, if it comes up we'll go to it ECW ECW got my spine so WWF Monday Night Raw is War two hundred and ten. awkward seven minutes of recording <laughs> I think we've ever done I'm not cutting it from the 19th of May 1997 from the Mobile Civic Centre in Mobile Alabama <laughs> I do love going to Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Mobile, Alabama, goddamn. Uh, the attendance is 6,205. Do you have the same number as me? Because sometimes you have a different one. I don't. Cool. I don't have a number at all this week. I've become highly unprepared. Good it's shit. almost like I watched the episode this morning. Don't worry, I did too. It's fine. <laughs> it's been a busy few weeks. So USA Network, we obviously watched it on the network. TV ratings are 3.1, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, commentary for the first half is by Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. We'll get to the second half later. 
It's annoying though that they're stealing Nitro. Yeah. Having hour one, hour two. So they've picked it up. Sure. So if you listen to our uh, our NWO series, yeah. we commented that the commentary team started was different from hour one to hour two and they'd have two lots of pyro. We've started ad- adopting that now for Monday Night Raw. Sure. So the second hour has been some commentary as well. It's just spoiler. Yeah. Because, ah, thank God, because uh, better this week for Lawler and JR. Getting there. Yeah. The last few weeks have been pretty bad when it's just those two. Lawler being let loose and kind of being on fire for this episode was quite fun. Lawler during the Goldust segment was uncomfortable. <laughs> during the Bob Holly match, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but ruined with Dakota. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Fucking hell. So, open with a last week on Raw package. Brett's got a big surprise. <laughs> He's not that great. Massive super soaker. <laughs> Lots of that in this week's episode. Uh, Brett was in a wheelchair, face to chest with Shawn Michaels. Time ran out as Brett was talking. So we go to the after package, blah, blah, blah. Sean super kicks Brett in the wheelchair. Great spot. Uh, Sean does cat and mouse with the Heart Foundation afterwards. Very, very really funny. Really shit, though. Really shit escape. Uh, I love the bit where Pillman actually catches him and doesn't let go. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guys get him as well. I, I don't hate it, but whatever. But it's pretty awkward when he's doing the cat and mouse bit like, Way, way, which way am I going to go? And the super kick spot. I know we spoke about it briefly in the last episode, but how the wheelchair just slowly tips oh. back. We've all been there when that chair's going and you know it's going and you can't do anything about it. But Good Brett, Lord. the consummate pro, tucked the chin, protected his head. Well yeah, done, Brett. It's, it's one of the best visuals, like in this narrative at least. You know, it's really, but hang really on. Great. Shawn Michaels is the face, but he's just super kicked a man in a wheelchair. Yeah, but he stood up. <laughs> so, did, so did Jesus. <coughs> I don't know where that. And, came I have from. A, and I have a good authority in Mobile, Alabama. Jesus is not a heel. <laughs> yeah, not in Mobile, Alabama. That's for sure. Uh, oh my goodness! So, so, so far we've <laughs> upset I'm, a few people. I'm Let's keep going. Mobile. <laughs> uh, Bulldog does a press slam, Sean off the stage, but Austin out for the save. It's important yeah. setups because it leads into this week's episode. Uh, Brett will reveal his big surprise tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed kicks the bin too much time and not enough scotch well I got my dog in your eye <laughs> so over it's so over can, uh, we, can we put the lyrics on a t-shirt <laughs> okay I'm down pretty like Ahmed kicking a bin <laughs> Uh, sparkles bang whizzy whiz pops uh, the crowd are going nuts signs everywhere I thought you were talking about the sweets in Jerry Lawler's uh, an entrapment bag (laughs) fucking attitude era everywhere it's just iconic yeah really really fun yeah I love that I'm kicking the bin so much. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh because I've quoted it so many times I've quoted it, referenced it, whatever. Yeah, I'm still convinced it's not Sean in the ring in the intro section. It's definitely Triple H pretending to be Sean. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So why doesn't they have the Austin glass smash yet? It's kind of like a... Jim Johnson's just hit a snare. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, Maybe they get to it in 98 because it's... There's no impact. There's no Austin pop. Like, they love Austin. Don't get me wrong. Because we've got... The glass shattered was a Mania 13, was it? He walked yeah. out for Brett. And there is glass smash at the beginning yeah, of his but entrance, it's just not but it's so quiet. Yeah. yeah, it's like... Well, he's not angry enough yet. He's just like, oh, shit, I've just knocked over a wine glass. Yeah, but that is a positive change that they made. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's character to... It's, you know, character development, isn't it, for the yeah, intro? Sure. 
Speaking of which, how do you feel about the Seth Rollins? Whoa. Really annoying. Thank God someone else has said it. I detest it so much. I love it when people sing along to part of an entrance thing, like Puerto Rico smashed Cody's entrance theme out of the park this weekend and did the whoa twice, how yeah. it should be done. I fell asleep, so I still haven't watched it, but I, I imagine yeah. it was amazing. But, but the intro, both on SmackDown and on Backlash, really good. But uh, it sounds like me after I've eaten something I'm not supposed to anymore <laughs> and I'm lying on my bathroom floor going, oh. Uh, I have to mute it. I can't watch matches with the fans singing that in the background. It just annoys me that much. It's like, it's so annoyingly frustrating yeah. and catchy, but not like in a positive way. Um, the thing that I find the most frustrating is the kind of the song starts and does its whole thing. Then it does the whoa, whoa. Burn it down! Everyone's still going whoa. Like, <laughs> just like, just change your fucking music. And like, also, if you're going to have that, just have the woes. Just to do that. That's the song. That's the gimmick. That's what's over, you know? It's amazing that since Judas became so popular after the pandemic came yeah. back, every wrestling came back for the pandemic, and now it's like, we must have a song that people can sing along to yeah. because it makes the crowd look incredible. And again, like Bad Bunny's entrance, uh, Backlash, Cody Rhodes' entrance, the the crowd participation, I sound really bad there, like uh, Dave on Dudley, and so Barbara Dudley, did, did, did the start of it. That's what I found most of this pod, I think, this evening. I'm so slurry. It really adds to it. But Seth Rollins, it's annoyed me so much now that I've turned off his character his in-ring stuff yeah. i mean you're gonna get someone to get a good match out of a moss yeah or a moose if you will he's, he's such a good wrestler though. tyler black give him his trunks tyler black give him his trunks yeah Let him not. Just, just doing, doing this kind of joker character it's like it's it's like uh, you haven't seen the joker movie have you I am aware of the Joker. Okay, so the Joker movie that Joaquin uh, Phoenix is in. He's in LWO. Is... <laughs> that's so racist. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's awful. <laughs> I laughed, it's a joke, it's not real. Because <laughs> uh, like, Wild's in there, so that's the joke, right? In the LWO? I don't even know. He's one of the uh, Santos Escobar's team from El Legado del Fantasma. Cool. There, were, there, was the, there was deliberate non-racism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, went over my head, sorry. Uh, no, I love the LWO. You know I have an LWO shirt. I wear it fairly regularly, like a big mark. Quick question, because I saw someone post this on Twitter, and they're like, I'd really like to buy an LWO t-shirt, but I'm like a white man from New York. Oh, yeah. You have to buy the uh, Mexican flag one, though. You can't buy the uh, Puerto Rican flag yeah. one. That's that. I don't think that's okay. It's like cultural appropriation, right? Yeah. The face I made just then of just like, I don't know or care. <laughs> but this is the thing now. Like Again, I'm not suggesting this is any more for my thought, but I'm like, it's got to the point in a world where like 15 years ago, I've gone, the LWO, cool gonna buy that shirt yeah it's when i uh, this is the prime example of accidental bad clothes purchasing a uh, third eye canterbury yeah i was like golf shop that baseball shot that baseball shirt looks really good i think i'm gonna buy that it was a fubu top oh ooh, and i'm <laughs> a very white male sure not in the late early 2000s it was in the early 2000s, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like last week. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wish it, I wish I was that fun, but no. Sure. And even now I'm looking back going, 
Is that not a great choice? Yeah, maybe not. I mean, it's, it's a piece of clothing. Who really cares in the end? You know what no, I mean? No, but like the fact if people are posting on Twitter going, I'd like to buy this t-shirt, but I'm a little bit concerned I might get cancelled for wearing an LWO t-shirt. I find that really weird. Like, but know. that's what I'm saying. Has it gone, not resting pocket, has things got a little bit too far? I'm all for making sure everything is included, but I'm just thinking if people are now scared to buy an item of clothing because they want to show support for their oh, yeah, wrestlers, it's definitely gone too far. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, I think where I, th- I think I worked out as you were talking about it where you can draw the line. Jobbers, fine. Over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed Absolutely, it. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> uh, just the last thing about interest musics and stuff. Is Jungle Boy? Uh, 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 shit yes <laughs> firstly yes uh, apparently really got... rude to wrestling oh, fans really? at conventions oh that's not good so up in Manchester a lot of people like Jungle Boy just sat there looking really shitted off no one went near his table just looking at his phone right and I'm very much like he's probably one missing his family two it's Manchester mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough yeah sure and, and three uh, he's like why would people want to go and speak to FTR no one's going to have a photograph of Jungle Boy of course he's going to be fucked off yeah of course people want to talk about but Adam Cole he's got one of the most over gimmicks in wrestling right now no he's got an over entrance theme yeah but he's the only person that doesn't do it yeah the the uh, public enemy hands in the air thing everyone in these AW crowds is doing it as they're doing the fucking terrible song uh, the Baltimore song What's it called? Jungle, um, Jungle is massive. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> General Levy. That would be a fucking sick entrance. <laughs> Jungle is massive. Anyway. Yeah. But, but he doesn't even do his own fucking gimmick. He looks annoyed that he has to do the hands in the air do thing. Do you know like, why? It's over, dickhead. Do it. Probably because he's like, Day and Anna J. I need to look cool now. Ah, oh, nah. You're a wrestler. You don't need to look cool. Anyway. Hey, I made a living out of... No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just deleted like all my notes. That's okay. Not much happened in this show. Here we go. <laughs> right. So Austin heads to the ring. The new Raw is War title cards. A little like industrial crosshairs. Yeah. Getting attitude here. It looks really cool. Enjoying like it. it. There's a sign in the crowd that says WCW weird captive wussies. I mean, creativity. Wordplay. I enjoyed. Captive? Well, they've got a higher audience. So yeah, captive. <laughs> Austin doesn't give a crap about Shawn Michaels. He just wanted to fight the Heart Foundation. Uh, lovely shouty promo by Austin. The crowd absolutely adore him. Yeah, Jim Ross straight away in the ring. So opening with a promo. So it's good to see that things don't change 26 years later. Absolutely, yeah. Effective at this point, for sure. Yeah, perfect. And it sets, the, it sets the story for your evening of entertainment. It sets the scene. So I'm not opposed to it. 100%. Uh, Shawn walks down to the ring. Questionable uh, attire for Shawn Michaels with his little hairband, which ooh, Austin calls out. Well, what have I put him? Shawn looking like Vanilla Ice if he was the third member of Salt and Pepper. <laughs> PG thirteen needed the third member. Oh mate, kick PG thirteen out. Shawn, I've got this great idea. <laughs> we are the nature bum rush your mother. <laughs> the king of rock fool bum rush your mother. <laughs> I don't know if I can squeeze it in somewhere. Um, fucking hell, man. Uh, so there's a thing on this episode, of, this episode of Raw that we're obviously going to talk about, but infamously, Sean turned up to this show not capable of wrestling. 
Yeah, I think the the way broken people back. phrase it was yeah, that, that, that knee injury. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely wrestle. not not somers and booze and all the other problems he was having at the time. I remember saying to someone <laughs> allegedly a, a, a young wrestler at an SCPW show, and they were talking about the drug culture in old time wrestling. Yeah, and I said something about somers, and the guy was like. I don't want to say, and fair play to him because he obviously either misheard or called out. So, yeah. But I don't understand why they'd be just eating loads of samosas. <laughs> before, what, they just couldn't perform because they were full? I'm like, oh. I love the idea of Sean in like, you know, 20 hour road trip, just banging samosas. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I can't work tonight, Vince. I've had too many samosas. <laughs> Sounds like me at zero. I've got really bad IBS. I've eaten too many samosas. Oh, <laughs> can't up. come to work. That's great. <laughs> you think he's more of a lamb or a vegetable person? <laughs> Must be a vegetable. On the plane ride from hell, all those samosas that were served. <laughs> Even Big Kev just like banging some Moses trying to get across the border. Go eat them all before we get there. And all of a sudden, Canadian Indian Jinder Mahal turns up and says, Hey, that's my gimmick. <laughs> this is great. Oh, fucking hell. But yeah, so yeah, HBK was uh, not fit to perform. <clears throat> yeah, he was plastered basically. Yeah. Is what it said. He was booked to wrestle, was the idea they were yeah. going to have him out there. I've got a few quotes when we get to the moment where like stuff really goes down with Sean. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of evident here because there's a few bits where they kind of go nose to nose, face to face, angry promotion both. And when they cut to the close up, you can see that Sean isn't all there. And he goes a bit Sid with a line, which is, so you're telling me the master of the sweet chin music, you're going to kick my teeth down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Austin looks at him and is like, <laughs> you what? <laughs> yeah. How many samosas have you had? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Yeah, not great. Uh, Fisty cuffs the agents and refs out to break them up. But straight away, you could tell like it was Fisty cuffs, and then Sean hit the fastest double leg. Yeah, sure. And he just took him down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a bit snug. Yeah, sure. There's a few moments of Sean where he's throwing fists at the Heart Foundation later. And like, there's one or two where you're just like, duck Anvil, duck. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him, Jim. Yeah sure so it's 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 fine uh what could have felt like you know bland baby faces having a chat turns into kind of two alpha dogs brawling like i kind of get it like i feel like austin's getting over stronger than sean is as a baby face yeah but we're, we're setting up the uh the two top faces on the company don't get on yeah absolutely. i wonder what's going to happen and they've got to find a tag team partner because you know on the really badly viewed the big screen next part because i was watching this on my mobile yeah and I looked at it. I was like, I can't actually see who's on the big screen. There was definitely issues with lighting. Yeah. Did you catch the bit about the thunderstorm? Yeah, they said they've been struggling with bits throughout the show and you know, yeah. loss of satellite transmission. Specifically, the first hour is very badly lit. When Sean comes down to the ring, there's no spots on him or anything. Oh, it's Jay White's debut in AEW. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. At least the camera was on Sean for this one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's topped off with an Owen promo from, promo from the Titan Tron. Uh, Owen Ishes a challenge. <laughs> day one since day one since ish, 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 ish. Sure. If you've got the guts and can get your crap together, it's pretty fun stuff from Owen. He's a good man. Uh, was. Uh, Sean uh, will fight the foundation next week, but not with Austin as his partner. Austin says the same thing, but in a much more entertaining, convincing way. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Uh, just generally, Austin, I find very charismatic and 
seems to have got over that period where he's stumbling over his words a little bit when he's doing promos like he's very confident this is the austin we know from 98 99 he's really found his flow yeah he's he's bedded into this character he's fully like part of the ringmaster behind him he's had this run with brett and he's probably with brett's in the dressing room going i'm really sorry you've got to work with sean and he's like i understand brett but Here's how we go and here's how we do it. And you can tell that Brett's like, I just want to work Austin. And Vince's like, but Sean's here. Yeah. No, no, no. I want to work with Austin. I know a storyline that's never been done before. <laughs> Two guys who can't get along together battling for the tag belts. But this, again, this is the story to go, the thread to go through the evening. Because if Sean can't wrestle, yeah. right, we need to get they're both going to go and try and find tech partners. Exactly. Just do anything else with yeah. Sean to get him away from the actual ring. You know? Yeah. Keep it safe. Perfect. So those, those bits of Austin's getting over when his, the pops start to increase. You think about where he was at the Royal Rumble where we started, where like, you know, he's doing heelish things with Brett, but kind of getting a little cheer, but nothing really on the next nights of Raw. Like he's there and it's building and building and building. Do you think that's really the main thing of confidence building? Just getting those responses and what you're doing working? Like, How does that feel when you're in the ring? Like, You actually get a response that you wanted to get. I, I've been quite lucky in the latter end. So like, basically back from 2016 from SEPW. Yeah. I was very lucky because obviously the storylines I was involved with were like the main ones. For- Without wishing to rub your ego too much, you're also very good. Well, so. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> no, if, if you think that the talent I got to work with that I got to be able to do good promos, good reactions. And, and it was easy yeah. to tell the story. It's like the, you know, the supporting player to like the, the you know, the decent wrestlers. Yeah. I always like- so much effort into it as well. Like I remember getting those messages being like, oh, I bought this and I've done this and I'm ready to do this and I'm planning on thinking about this. And it's, yeah, but it's playing the character and finding stuff that works. So the, ta- the original Tax Williams gimmick was, right, angry accountant. Yeah. So the first thing to start with is facial expression, hold up a briefcase and everyone's going, this guy's a prick. Yeah, and sure. it worked. And I made uh, Mark Blake's kid cry on my debut. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't know that. It was on Father's Day. Cool. And I chastised uh, Mark Blake in the middle of the ring. And nice. his little boy was very upset about it. Well, and rightly so. You're a heel. That's what you meant to do. And exactly. That day. <laughs> but it was so funny because he came out the back. Uh, uh, and he was like, oh, you, you made my son cry. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it was brilliant. Statement, <laughs> <laughs> son. As, as you know, the man who happily steals action figures from his own child. <laughs> from a like, uh, uh, you know, a quiz that isn't uh, now ripped off for another wrestling. <laughs> Never let it go. Never let it go. <laughs> we'll do another one of those eventually. I don't think we're allowed to. <laughs> it's different. It's ours. It's fine. Yeah. Ours um, is more long form, more like, you know, not but, entertaining. <laughs> it's just what we wanted to do. But I think so, the trickiest one was the last show I did for SCPW before the pandemic mm. when the power went out. Yeah. Now you slept through this one because you were going to come to this one because this was going to set up my last run with Matt and that's what's going to lead on to the tag belts. Yeah. The power went out. So I had to do a promo without a microphone and because there was no camera to be filmed, I was like, fuck it. <laughs> and I was getting reactions and then obviously Matt came out for the save and then we ridiculously managed to break character from the hugs and handshakes to Matt starting having a really good time firing Converti cannons. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the, the feeling when it works and then you could just build on it. I, as I said, I was quite lucky to start with because I, I hit gold straight away with the character that I chose so yeah. I could build on it. And then when it 
turn into ridiculous Tax Williams. I'll never forget you telling to a kid and going, I'm not bald. It's a lifestyle <laughs> choice. <laughs> that was a <laughs> fucking amazing that was that was brilliant and I, that was the that was the show where i had to be subjected to sid scarlet tanning in the garden at fabersham yeah and sure. everyone was like oh it's sid scarlet and i'm stood there with will power <laughs> will power they just walked past me and went prick <laughs> <laughs> we worked him that night i think yeah or tried to at least oh fuck me yeah <laughs> But yeah, but Austin's really, really finding his stride now. I think, again, working with Brett is helping because, you know, they'll stage it out. Being able to work with Pillman again, I think is a delight for him. So he's working with yeah. familiar people. He's still got the stuff with Owen. So that's... Uh, At any point, you could just get that on the back burner up again. You know, it'd be so great. But yeah. they're working very friendly. I love uh, Owen's promos around Brett at this point. Yeah. My loving brother, Brett, and all this sort of shit. It's so funny. My lovable little brother, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Those and my great. brother-in-law, Davey Boy Smith. And Brian Pillman is also here. <laughs> so a uh, crackening opening segment, even though it kind of fell off the cuff. There was certainly crack in the opening segment. Yeah, right? sure. It felt off the cuff. It felt impromptu. It felt dramatic. If a bit, it probably was because, you know, Sean isn't reliable. But point. this was Russo TV by numbers, yeah, wasn't it? This absolutely. was the Jerry Springer style TV. Yeah, have two guys out there, shower each other, have them brawl, have the agents go break it up. It yeah, couldn't be simple. Perfect. But it worked. Uh, JR and King put over tonight's show. The Undertaker will be here, who, by the way, is the World Heavyweight Champion that we've just completely negated for weeks almost at this point, it feels like. Well, we had the, the thing where he was going to be the number one contender announced and they ran out of time, went off the air. Yeah. But the main thing after this segment was like, and we've got a King and qualifier. It's Crush versus Vader, but it's not Vader. <laughs> that was so funny. And they were stalling for it. Like, it's Why say it's Crush versus Vader and then immediately go, but it's not going to be Vader. <laughs> And then show the match graphic. Yeah. But yeah, it's Crush versus, but not Vader. But not Vader. But surely, like, so Vader has his nose broken as the gimmick, but surely that was last week. Yeah. So they've had a week to change the graphic. But Vader's not been medically cleared. So weird, man. Anyway, so we come back from the ads. King of Ring is sponsored by Super Soaker. Wetter is better. Wetter is better. Yep. Uh, here's the Nation of Dacian. The Nation of Dacian? <laughs> How many cues? <laughs> Yes, the coordination of domination in the rang in the rang. I can't talk anymore. In the rang, of sons white boy rappers. Oh, ECW have been benefited over it, but we've replaced the white boy rappers with Crush drawing a Samoa Joe TNA dick on his face. (laughs) I love the face paint. I'm kind of okay with this. Where was Savio this on this episode? He is there. I, I didn't spot him because I, I think I was too busy being wowed by his Quang style Kung Fu he did at Backlash. Yeah, it was awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, big lad. Uh, generally, Backlash enjoyed it. Yeah, good wrestling show start to finish. I enjoyed the first two hours that I watched before I fell asleep. Uh, it got a bit like just too much crowd, but... Trio's match lost it for me a little bit. Right, cool. And I think they've really... They've like, we've got gold with Sami Zayn. We've got gold. Oh, fuck, we've... It's like the analogy of you're close, you're close, you're close. Someone walks in, it's gone. Yeah. Now you're just frustrated. Who is it that pointed this out? It's been five months of the same thing. You're hurting my family. Please stop hurting my family. Are you with us or are you against us? You're definitely against us. Okay, please stop hurting my family. It's like you need to do something else now. Yeah, and this is the so they need to have Jay break away so that he can go after and break Roman's streak at SummerSlam and win the belts. That's why I thought they were going, but but they've they've done nothing. 
Yeah. Had they had Jay as a constant, so at least if it's like Sami Zayn going, I can help you, and have that bitterness rather than just the Usos being booted out by Solo Sokoa. We're back to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens joining NXT. They're in the same position they're in now that they were yeah. then. If, you know, it doesn't matter. They got their main event. Yeah. Kevin Owens has main evented back-to-back main is Ring of Honor representing. Gonna move on. <laughs> so Vader is selling a broken nose backstage, but, but it's covered up with his mask. Yeah, that, first of all, broken nose. Don't wear a fucking mask over it. <laughs> and second of all, is he some kind of like minotaur? And here's Vader. He's got a broken nose, broken by Ken Shamrock. And Vader just goes... <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> to sell the fact that he's broken his nose, they've stuck a little cum rag under his mask. <laughs> it's just like so funny. I just, yeah, the little kind of like tuft as well. The was just like, what the fuck is going on in this episode already? What's happened is I've flown in to Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. And, and I've been told my role for this evening is I'm going to have a cum rag put on my face and I've got to put a mask on. Pretty much. I don't get to wrestle Crush. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> Got an injury. Don't know who to replace it with. <laughs> Triple H! <laughs> well, they, at least they gave a storyline reasoning why he's been picked. What was the storyline? Oh, they did do this. So they explain it by having Jerry Briscoe come on the pre-tape or whatever and explain. Now, Jerry goes, uh, Triple H... Lot won last week, but not in the fashion that we had to win. Is that the story? No, he's he's allowed. He's got a second chance because the referee did not explain that he could be eliminated through disqualification. Jesus Christ! So to stop him suing them because the referee didn't do his job properly, <laughs> Triple H is being given a second chance to fill in for Vader in this match. Jack Tunney not doing his job anymore. We had to get rid of him. We've got a gorilla in. A gorilla's like, what's the blah blah blah? blah. <laughs> He's not Pat Patterson. I know. Sorry. But yeah, no, he yeah. doesn't care. He's barely on cauliflower. Screen. He's only there when they need him every six months. Oh, Pat Patterson, those cauliflower. <laughs> in Legends House. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> me. Oh, where he's cooking them for like six hours and no one eats them. And they, yeah, sure. And then Piper disappears down the street for reality TV dramatization. Yeah, fucking A. So our opening uh, contest is King of the Ring 1997 first round match of Triple H, Hunter S. Selmy with China versus Crush. China, the China. <laughs> My Bloodhound Gang tribute. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so we're crushed with Clarence Mason, D'Lo Brown and Savio Vega. Yes, yeah. Clarence Mason, get our paycheck. Yeah. We've got to replace the uh, PG-13 with someone. Yeah. He's bum-rushing everyone's mothers. Bum-rush your mother. I'm still going to get in. Not a deliberate. This may sound like a really bad transition. Yeah. But every time I see, they'll be saying like Clarence Mason, I think of horrible little managers and I go through Harvey Whipple and I go to modern day Stokely Hathaway. Did you see the final deletion? The firm deletion I haven't watched it yet. It's on my agenda of stuff to watch, but I won't won't spoil it then, but fuck me, Stokely. Yeah, that good, huh? Fucking brilliant. It feels like he came in and with a big like, oh, we know what this guy's capable of. Then he kind of got cut off with the knees, having to be a bit serious and a bit of a heel. Then there's been one or two moments recently where I've been like, oh, there's the person I remember from that indie we're not allowed to talk about anymore. But like, you know. When, when like his match with Hook was yeah. hilarious. And that, you know, we get- So good. So, and, and now I love Stokely. He is what a modern manager and shows the value of a manager. Yeah. Because people want to see them get beat up. And the value of variation in wrestling. 
Hundred percent. I don't want constant five star matches. Give me silly. Give me funny. Give me entertaining. I want everything there. I uh, watched the full version on Bleach Report. Don't watch the TV edited version. So watch the full one. Watch the full one. All twenty one okay. minutes of it. We'll do. I'll pause a rampage when I get to it, and I'll watch the proper one and come yeah. back. You know. So uh, JR tries to explain that China getting involved last week would have stopped Triple H entering the tournament or something. So this is the. But the referee didn't explain the disqualification. Right. Uh, so they got disqualified last week because of China's involvement. And he complained because the referee didn't do his job properly and explained that China game disqualified mean he'd be eliminated from King of the Ring. Cool. So the match is what it is. Three uh, and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crush doing Undertaker's opening spot when Undertaker's the World Heavyweight Champion. What the fuck? Bum rushing his mother. What are you doing? Oh, I, him and Crush are boys, so it's fine. Yeah, that's why I thought it was even more weird. He's probably gone... Hey, I'm not working tonight. I've got to do a promo. And later they'll put like a, a little like um, picture of me where they photo impose the belt on me really badly. <laughs> Just do my moves for me so people know who I am. By the way, <sighs> while you're here. Okay, Crush. You can do my move, but I'm allowed to draw whatever I want on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you're all right, mate. So many samosas backstage and that's what they went off and did. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Crush does a spinny backbreaker and fires up like a baby face. Come on, let's go! <laughs> it's a fucking heel. And all of a sudden he rips out to bring out his Hawaiian color. <laughs> uh, the, Only uh, one shiny though, Crush. Shout at the devil! Sorry. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. It's definitely... Crush only got one shiny, Luna got two. Do you want to talk about that? Because you have a complete Merlin sticker book from 92, 93. We yeah, on. yeah. We had to look at that beforehand, going down memory lane of, you know, Lex Luger as the main first page babyface. Yeah. The incredible tag team of Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. Well oh, done. Not something I even remember. We oh, talked about amazing. this. Amazing. And then, you know, the heavenly bodies, Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey, and Dr. Tom Pritchard. My favorite thing about the whole thing was Shawn Michaels having one page with a shiny. I didn't have a shiny though, did he? Oh, my Janae getting two pages with shinies and everything. Oh, that's good stuff. Tom Pritchard, also known as Roddy Piper's voice double. Really? Remember when we did some of the old AWA stuff and we had the promos of Tom Pritchard oh, and we're like, shit, fuck, yeah. it's Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking A. Uh, JR tells us the crowd must be happy that the Spurs got the first round NBA draft pick. Any idea who? Uh, Robinson. Who <laughs> was Tim Duncan, who legitimately was an insanely good basketball player. I bet he's player. good at slam dunking. That's a basketball joke. Um, do, 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 do. I know sports. Just, just let it breathe. Let it breathe. <laughs> Triple H doing all he can to make this crowd care about this heel versus heel match. Uh, Crush is there. Uh, <laughs> who can, uh, oh yeah, there's this kind of who can distract the ref better spot between the two heels. Yeah. I like that when heels, when it's a heel versus heel match and they try and out heel each other. It's not HBK versus the model though, is it? Yeah, of course. But I wish they'd just do more of this. Why not do this from the beginning? Why are you doing baby face pops and then doing the heel stuff? Like just do heel stuff. It'd be really funny. Yeah. It'd be really creative, you know? You know, whatever. Can't, can't can't have diversity in wrestling. Yeah, apparently not. Which is why the nation have got a problem. <laughs> There's a lot of that tonight. Oh, so much. The Undertaker's promo is fucking amazing. Uh, so Savio accidentally kicks Crush in the head, and Triple H for the one in for the pin for the one, two, three, and the winner advancing in the King of the Ring is Triple H. Oh yeah! Finally, the curtain call is being repaid. Yeah, first signs of trouble in the nation. 
of domination. Post-match, Savio and Crush start to shove each other and Ahmed has to come out to play Peacemaker. Interesting. Farouk? I said Ahmed. I wrote Ahmed. I meant Farouk. He's too busy struggling. Who's the racist now, Tyus Williams? (laughs) Sorry. That's implying you are a racist. I know, that's the joke because I put the wrong name. Sorry. That's just me being tired. No, that's because you're, you know, Ahmed could lead the nation if he wanted to. Anyone could lead the nation if they wanted to. I don't know where this is going. Rocky Maivir might want to lead the nation one day. Oh, I never know. The Godfather could do it. It would be fine. Those opinions don't... So next up is a non-title match of the Intercontinental, I think, and Tag and Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart. Yep. Yeah, anything he's else? I, he's, he's icy Tag Slammy. There we go. Uh, with Jim the Night, Avril Nightheart, and British Bulldog versus local mobile Alabama. <laughs> How many times can I pronounce it wrong? Got a rising car. Rastingo car. <laughs> Bob, Bob Holly. Bob Holy. Um, oh, Jesus, he loves Bob Holy. I would come out to Brett's music. <laughs> yeah. Great. Really funny. Uh, foundation are dripping in gold. There's three or four moments where they come out. When you say they're dripping in gold, Owen Hart is dripping in gold. Yeah. Bulldog's the Euro champion. But there's a few moments when they come out, even with Brett later, and they all lift the stuff at the same time with the entranceway. What a great visual, man. Do you think they called an audible on this Heart Foundation stuff because we were leading so close to Owen and Bulldog until oh, they got together. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do it at WrestleMania. Maybe they had this on the agenda by that I point. I think this... Well, I wonder if they had gone with Brett, Triple uh, Brett Sean at Mania 13, yeah. if they would have managed to have Bulldog Owen and not go this route. Yeah, maybe. Because they had to pivot and they're like, well, well Brett's still a heel. What the fuck are we going to do? Hmm. Can't really have Owen become face. Yeah, I think there was that worry that often happens with these kind of wrestling companies. We get these weird matches like with um, Vader and Foley come in where you haven't got a great deal of heels. Yeah. And so you need to have some heels doing decent stuff in your big cars just so they're there to be able to be used. Yeah. I'm trying to think other heels that really, really work at the top of the card. Like- Farouk. Yeah. Gold dust has turned face. Not really over either of them, to be totally frank, you know. Vader's broken his nose. Yeah. <laughs> his comrades keep getting in the way. And the and China's just not writing them find them in yet. <laughs> Vagina. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh picture in picture. We're from Mobile, Alabama. Are you doing all this with the, the people from Mobile, Alabama? <laughs> so is Bob Holly. So that makes us tough. Logic. I mean, Russo booking. Yeah. <laughs> we just interviewed two random Alabamians. Apparently, this is what they're called. Lana used to be from Russia. So she's fucking a war criminal. <laughs> I mean, logistically, <laughs> in terms of wrestling. <laughs> So then we cut to a backstage pre-tape of Lawler interviewing some slack-jawed locals. Uh, if you don't... <laughs> Lawler's line here is one of like 10 where he's absolutely knocking it out of the park on this show. Uh, if you get a divorce from your wife, will she still be your sister? <laughs> yeah, yes. Great line. <laughs> uh, so here's receding hairline Bob Holly. At least he's wearing purple and Chinese gear. 
This is it during the uh, the race car gimmick as well, where they were paying him to be an indie car racer as well at weekends. Was he actually doing that? He was doing car racing. So they had a WWF uh, sponsored car, and Bob Holly was driving it around. And Vince's huh. long term plan was to have him be a, like a, a multi sport athlete to go and do NASCAR and stuff. Oh shit! I had no idea he actually yeah. did racing like that. I thought he just did it prior to it, like a lot of like sports. No, cars. so that was that was Vince's idea. So some of the uh, like the WWF um, like rally car. Yeah. Or NASCAR as well was um was actually a legit thing. No shit. Awesome. Um Bulldog and Anvil stand at the top of the ramp. Big boys. Why aren't they at ringside? Too busy lifting weights, eating samosas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do a bang of those samosas out of the park, aren't they? Uh Laura and Bob Holly. He was a big flop in racing because he kept making pit stops to ask for directions. (laughs) If you buy a car in Alabama, it comes with a sticker on the mirror that says objects in the mirror are dumber than they appear. (laughs) Last one. (laughs) These people think the Garza Strip is a topless club. That's We've literally all been there. The last one's really good. <laughs> I told that to my missus and she actually popped. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's great. Uh, Bob, oh God. So on this show, for some fucking reason, every time they go for the 10 punches in the corner, they don't do 10 punches. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> it happens multiple times. So Bob, Bob Holly gets Owen in the corner, does the 10 punches, but gets to five, just kind of stops. So the crowd going, one, two, three, four, five. Um, and that kills the heat for the rest of the match. Well, it's from Alabama. He can't count about five. <laughs> Holly's selling on the outside. Lawler stands up and points him and goes, look at him. <laughs> really funny. I don't know why Lawler was so good on this show. I've hated him previous weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, he had ammo. And he also had a storyline to continue. When yeah. Lawler's got a storyline... He's more interested because we get to the ECW bits a bit later. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Owen goes for the sharpshooter. (sighs) Bob Holly, Bob Holly, Bob Holly catches Owen with the inside cradle for the one, two, fuck me. Bob Holly beats Owen Hart clean. Hometown pop. Not very Vince-like. Yeah. Vince, this was probably the last time someone in their hometown was allowed to win. Feels like it. Because they realized it was a massive error. But don't worry. We'll get your heat back later, boys. Why the fuck are they having Bob Holly go over Owen Hart? Yeah, especially when there's no one out to do the distraction. Yeah. Do you think this is a rib? The Vince was like, right, you're going to bury him in 30 seconds. And I was like, oh yeah, Vince, sure. <laughs> Puts him over. I don't know. I mean, they're trying to build a star. And it's not like Owen is impacted by losses at the moment. Yeah. But it's not like it was a convincing, oh my God, it's a big pay-per-view win. Bob Holly's the next big thing. Yeah. Looking like this as well. Yeah. No. <sighs> it's not Yeehaw! To give Bob Holly his credit, he seems very, very athletically gifted in this match. Yeah. Great drop kick. Even when he turned into hardcore Holly. Yep. Absolutely. And committed. Fully committed. Ran with a gimmick. Yep. Bit of a bully. Apparently a cunt backstage, yeah. But, you know, racing driver. Boom, <laughs> shout out to our friend coach wicked who just decided to have a quick little jaunt to miami this weekend yeah. did you get the context of our text exchange i let you know about with matt other than like you were you were blaming sort of uh our uh northern hemisphere friends so i'll tell you because you don't watch formula one do i i watched drive to survive okay that's fine 
that's fine I, nothing, nothing and this season by the sound of things there's no point watching Formula 1 because Red Bull have learned how to utilise um, mechanics and everyone else is going how the fuck does this work yeah pretty much okay yeah. well on one of their cars at least <laughs> that is the one who is Max Verstappen yes yes correct so what was happening was and the um, other racer is Jacksonville Nerve <laughs> uh, about 30 years too late but you know what was, that, what was the team that they, he because he left Williams and he went up and joined the like the upstart what who? was Jacques ja- Jacques Villeneuve Jacques Villeneuve died in a car crash uh, uh, in the same place that Senna died in like the early 90s no way who are you thinking are you thinking of his son Jacques Villeneuve uh, Jacques, Jacques Villeneuve was the because oh, he used dad. to run for race for Williams in the 90s yeah yeah and then that's he a, went that's off a different Villeneuve that's okay. his son whose okay. name suddenly escapes me I thought his name maybe was I've Jack gone Villeneuve. the wrong way around. I think it was Jack Villeneuve, but I mean, you you watch Formula One. I don't. This would be really bad. The casual fan. Hold on a second. I hate when Formula One books for the casual fans. Jacques <laughs> Villeneuve, by the way, best member of the Quebecers. <laughs> yeah, PCO and Formula One racing driver Jack Villeneuve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve. Oh, they're both called Jacques Villeneuve. Oh, there you go. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve and Jacques Villeneuve. Uh, Senior, I got this wrong. Oh, for God's sake. Why is it not just giving me the answer I want? Anyway. Shouldn't AI know this by now? (laughs) I mean, we can give it a thing, can't we? We've had Blood Bowl. We've just, had just, racism. We've got Formula you, One now. you're listening to this, just shut the fuck up and let me... <laughs> <laughs> so Gilles Villeneuve is the guy that died in the accident. And okay. Jacques Villeneuve is the younger son. So you are correct. My bad. But which team did he leave Williams for? Because it was like a, a startup. Uh, I think he went to uh, Benetton. No, it wasn't Benetton. It began I with a B though. Also raced. Was it British America Racing? BAR could be, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking back to my F1 manager days. Why are we sidetracking this? I've got a funny story. This is oh, the sorry, story. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm watching the fucking Miami Grand Prix, which is a joke in itself anyway, because the circuit's shit. No one can overtake. The, the top fastest seven laps, right, all came on the last lap. There's seven races hit the, hit the fastest thing because they were like, finally, I've got one lap. I may as well push because no one wants to push. No one can overtake. It's the shittest circuit in the one. It looks stupid. Yeah, but why does everyone rave about Monaco? Uh, because it's pretty and it's got history. It's a terrible racing circuit. Yeah, it is. If you've got a yacht, you can watch it. Yeah, pretty much. Same, so we'll go next fucking, year. Same for Miami. Do you know the fake yachts? No. There's a corner that has yachts that they've put in that everyone was like, oh, they're going to put a marina in the race. It's going to be amazing. They just painted waves on the floor. <laughs> and they sell them as like luxury. You can watch the race from this. No it's fucking ridiculous. <gasps> yes, that is the marketing it's I a, love. There's kind of like a, a prestige with Formula One, right? Where it's like there's a formularity to it. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Sorry, it's terrible. Uh, but like Miami has become like uh, a plastic cheap crap version of it right so what you do is you have it's, so it's, all the women there uh, <laughs> so you, for example you have will i am conducting a band and ll cool j doing the driver intros you're like driver intros we don't have driver intros. they get in the cars they fucking raced you know what i mean not in not in the endeavor ever era of formula one They're doing walkouts with the stage and cheerleaders and the whole fucking thing so he's coming out like he's going yuki sanuata 
<laughs> just like what it's Fernandi Alonso you're like getting all the names wrong Max Verstappen <laughs> And it's so funny. I'm glad Mike Adam Lake calls Formula oh, 1. so good. So that's my text back going, Americans, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Just be like, fuck these idiots ruining our sport. And he sent me a photo of him in the crowd in Miami with a dickhead in a Red Bull jersey behind yeah. him. Oh, Christian Horner. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Just like completely out of context. It was like 20 minutes before me sending the text. Him getting it, seeing it, responding, be like, fuck it hell. But the look on his face, the fact he's wearing a McLaren hat, made me just be like, yes, let's go. <laughs> he said he had a lovely time. And oh. Apparently it was quite a fun experience, but yeah, not the best race in the world, that's for sure. No. Anyway, so there we go. There's my funny, I love Coach Wicked. He's really, really funny. And sometimes I don't even know if he thinks he's, if he realizes how funny he can be sometimes. He you know? must do. He's great. He's so like deadpan at times. Yeah. It's, oh, it's fucking brilliant, man. I love the guy. Hello, if you listen to this, we love you. Please don't do it. He's coming on the pod at some point. Yeah. Because we're doing the one night stand thing, right? Yes. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. We'll make sure we bring him on that because it'd be a lot of fun because he was there. Or watched it live at the time. I think he said he was there, right? There's something. There is a tenuous link. Yeah, we'll we'll ask him when he comes on the pod. It'll be fun. Yeah, to which point he'll go, "I have no recollection of this." Show. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be funny, probably. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, Bob Holly beats Owen Hart clean. It sucks. Uh, Jr. puts over Paul Bearer will unveil a secret. <laughs> Everyone's got secrets. Brett's got a secret. Paul Bearer's got a secret. <laughs> Ridiculous. What a terrible thing to do on Is one it show. Paul yeah. Bearer? Mm. The bodies when he's doing the embalming. Wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in the grand scheme of things, Bearer's secret, way better than Brett's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. The payoff for this really bad. There's got to be. There's going to be my big secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, JR goes here's a special look at Sonny mm, super soaker sponsor advert hey people shit on WWE these days Jim Cornette's going Sonny you've got to sign your contracts it's like she's going she's leaving the business uh-huh. and uh, Sonny uh, makes Cornette soak himself you could say that <laughs> Sonny squirts all over Cornette's neck and chest when it is better I also like the fact that they really, not that good a joke but <laughs> they really got Sonny going like the pump action oh yeah and the angle like the POV shot mm-hmm. of Sonny wanking herself off over you wanking off a super soaker now here's my attitude error viewpoint of this and uh-huh. I'm sure they, there's a reason they did the other way around surely it should have been Cornette soaking sunny yeah of course but of then course I, then i couldn't make a squirting joke so hmm. but then cornet blew his load all over sunny's tits yeah yeah that's there isn't it it's definitely there how would we book this how come on then how would we book a super 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 soaker advert i can say it shut up <laughs> what in, in modern times or in 1997 oh 97 definitely yeah because we can't book it now no you could do anything now you'd have a man standing there holding a super soaker going this is a super soaker no no you'd have a woman holding a super soaker mm, hermaphrodite Nice. Maphrodite. <laughs> redneck. Can't say the word redneck. Budweiser would be in trouble and lose <laughs> a lot of sponsorship, right? Holding a gun and a peace sign. 
But what? Hang on. If she's holding a gun and a peace sign, who's holding the super soaker? Her massive <laughs> transvestite cop balancing it up. Yes. Booked it. We booked it. Nailed it. We've solved peace, racism. I don't know what have we solved. We'll do Russia next week. <laughs> Where is Bear? Mm. Weta is indeed. And it better. certainly rained here earlier. Or if you're from Jersey, where they better? Sorry, is that how they speak in Jersey? Well, I thought that sounded like the guy I told you about the speed dating. It was a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a guy from um, American Dad who runs the like Goldschmidt's uh, pharmacy. I've not watched much American Dad. I pretend I'm culturally relevant. I haven't watched it for about 10 years, but it used to be quite funny. Cool, nice. An American, his wife, an alien, his daughter, and son. And a fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've watched bits of Bob's. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really like Seth MacFarlane stuff that much. Seth MacFarlane, that's the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that was good. I liked it. Bojack Horseman's where it's at. Haven't watched it. I know of. Ted was quite funny. Ted is in the uh, the film with the talking bear. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. always enjoyed the first line of that, where it's like, every boy, when they're growing up, wants this. But when I was a little boy, I wanted an Apache helicopter. That's <laughs> <laughs> Patrick should do like the voiceover. Nice. But for this man, blah, blah. See, another movie I've watched. Yeah, you've seen more than you let on, I think, maybe. What movie did I start watching the other day and Leanne turned it off? Oh, um, the new Luther thing. She was like, that's a bit dark. It's like, no, no, it's, it's evening. Oh. I want to watch it. I've not seen it. Yeah. Isn't that a TV show, Luther? Yeah, but they've done a movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, not a big Idris Elba guy either. Like, they were going to make him Bond, and I was like, eh, not really into it. They picked a new Bond, yeah. Uh, no, it's still Daniel Craig, I think, currently. What's more exciting? <gasps> they have picked a new Bond. Who was it? It's, uh... oh, no, no, no. There's lots of rumors it's going to be Henry Cavill. No, he's too busy doing Warhammer on Amazon, so he can't do Bond. Did the metal signs. Just yep. don't have to get this an audio podcast sometimes. But most importantly... The Barbie movie. Hell yeah. Big Match John's in it. Yeah. Big Match John's in Fast X as well. Or Fastex as I'm calling it. <laughs> oh, is he back for that? Yeah, yeah. He's I do love That's a great. bit of mindless explosion. explosion. I mean, they, I joked the, well, the last one. I was like, next time they'll go to space. Yeah. And they did go to space. They certainly have. So Cars the, in space. Where the fuck are they going to go this time? We Russia. <laughs> the forbidden land of Russia oh Canada for forbidden door <laughs> uh, Shamrock and Shawn Michaels promo from the backstage set Shawn has finally found his partner or an excuse not to get in the ring because he's whacked out on samosas mm, tasty mm. Shawn and Kenny are going to wrestle Bulldog and Owen apparently Shawn is constantly looking off camera what a professional reading his cue card yeah he's literally every two seconds looking off what's happening it's plainly Vince feeding him lines. Get off my chicken chat, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I've had my samosas. <laughs> Vince. Yeah, weird. Sean is... Like, I know we're not... Well, it's more that we are Brett guys rather than we're not Sean guys. But fucking hell, man. He is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, but it's embarrassing that Vince lets him get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you've got a poorly... You've got a boo-boo on your knee. You don't have to... Oh, I'll rewrite WrestleMania for you. You're, you're fit? They, yes! Gets you back on commentary. Yeah, they're that desperate just to have an over person, even though he's not really over as a babyface or a heel at this point. That's they fucked up letting Brett get over when they put the belt on Hogan. Yeah. At Mania 9. Yeah. But it all changes here. This is the bit where we have the uh, lightning storm in Bama, by the way. The lights completely go yeah. out in the arena for a little bit, whatever. So we have a Mankind vignette. Uh, this this is something. It's incredible. 
this tells a tale so much. The whole thing like eating worms, you know, girls didn't want to kiss me. I'm a good kisser, but I couldn't practice on myself. Wrong, Mick Foley. You fucking can with your arm. (laughs) (laughs) But the I'm a good kisser line. Yeah. Like what a unique perspective from a pro wrestler and have they work this well? Yeah. It's incredible. He's fallible. They show the backstage, the uh, home video footage of him jumping off the, the yeah. big garage thing onto the mattress and his dude loved. So and many layers to his character now. Yeah, and he wanted to be this lovable baby face character, but he loved the pain so much. Like, oh God, and having JR prop Foley up to tell this story as being the guy who's interviewing him. Yeah. It's perfection. This is what made me fall in love with Foley with these storylines. And, and it, yeah, it was everything they did in this yeah the, the the cuts to him now the realism of like i'm a good kisser and again look at his wife yeah yes he must be like an a she's fucking incredible <laughs> but the uh you know oh in the playground we would play cowboys and indians and everybody wanted to be the cowboys but i empathize with the indians oh it's such a great line um uh, we used to play kill the guy with the ball <laughs> things like this and he talks about the blood coming down his sweatshirt even gets in a little dick butt kiss mentioned he was apparently a footballer yeah. or something i don't know whatever and uh, it, it always so makes good, me man. when i see things like this it's how underappreciated yeah mick foley was as a performer because he was just seen as a spot guy that hell in the cell spot again yes it's made him it's it's killed him yeah and then the, like, the worst one going through the cage the second time and the same thing with Triple H at Rumble or wherever yeah. it was when they did it. But mm-hmm. his whole character, his whole in-ring, his his ability to build layers of character. Everyone always goes on about Jericho being able to reinvent himself. Foley did that way before Jericho was evolving as a character. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Including like the, the anti-hardcore promos back in ECW. Yeah. So fucking genius. So clever. Yeah. What he does. Foley's just incredible here. Like he's been... Uh, a secondary sort of character in the recent stories but the bits that he's involved with it's been the mankind character it's been the guy grabbing his hair in the ballroom in the boiler room sorry not the ballroom can you imagine that's a different promo that's fantago (laughs) but like the commitment to have the mask but shave chunks of your hair out or pull chunks of your hair out like he's got literally like Excuse me, heartburn, bloody hell. Uh, two inch, like, you know, spherical chunks of like hair missing in his scalp. Imagine going through like TSA and such with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's incredible commitment to the character. And it really, I bet he must really have driven works. everywhere just yeah, to keep up. Yeah. Cheaper as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will get a dude love and then some Cactus Jack, apparently. So we'll see where those go. It's a brilliant build. Great. Th- and again, Probably outside of the promo, which we're going to get shortly. Yeah. Highlight of the show for me, this yeah. promo, the Foley bit. World-class storytelling. Yeah. Really, really impressive. Highlighting that even back in 97, WWE could sell you something with a promo package. Yeah, absolutely. So this is where we get to the bit where you mentioned earlier, where we cut to Lawler and he talks about ECW and how Paul Heyman has forced Rob Van Dam to stay in ECW and he's not going to be Mr. Monday Night and he can't come and wrestle on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. What do you think about this? I mean, it, keep, it keeps the story going because Lawler's about to go and return the favor in um, in ECW. So it's all sent it up. I love they did the blackout for Lawler appearing. The heat is yeah. atomic in that Huge. fucking ECW arena. 
biggest heats in ECW history, maybe? Or no, Mike Awesome when he defended the belt against Taz yeah. after he'd left. Heel heats, those two moments. I think yeah. that's pretty much it. Babyface pops, probably Pillman. Yeah. Because that was just like, no one thought that was going to happen. Well, and also My Terry God. Funk. Yeah, true. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the walking down with the flaming barbed wire. Nice. That's one yeah. of my, like, you know, as a kid. Oh, God, that was a fucking moment, wasn't it? <clears throat> so, it's 1997. It's Raw. We've got a Garleaf Cassidy match in. Yeah. It's Al Snow versus a debuting Scott Taylor. Hang it's great to Scott Taylor. Go Scott Taylor has been an enhancement talent for the last 18 months in WWE. Has he? He has. Oh, they say a couple of times this is his debut. <laughs> nope. Al Snow doesn't get an entrance. Scotty does. That's because Al Snow's a jobber. <laughs> so, and a prick. It's quite obvious, right, that they're trying to do something with Scotty. They're bringing him out, giving him this debut, giving yeah. him the entrance, etc., etc. So what does Al Snow do? He does fuck all. He, does, he gets himself over. Doesn't does. give him anything everything he can to get all the heat on himself and not nothing on scotty but they're doing this is embarrassing they're doing the losing gimmick with Leif cassidy so he's going to go back to the al snow gimmick Mm -hmm. doesn't even let scotty get in the ring before he's doing dives to the outside oh wait a minute has al snow happened yet no not not in wwf so he's on his way has it happened in ecw yet though i think there's such a short time period between this and what i remember in 98 but I think it has to be this transitions into Al Snow. Because this will transition to the Job Squad. Not yet. It takes it takes a few years. Like Job Squad is like 99, 2000. Yeah. I think maybe even later. Yeah, because I remember the uh, N64 game, WrestleMania 2000. That's when you've got the Blue Meanie and people like that in there. So yeah. I guess that we're heading that direction. It takes a while. Oh, you get the whole We Want Head stuff and all the Popstar yeah. Heads and stuff, which is the only thing Arsenal has ever done that's good in my opinion. But is that easy? To, so does he leave to go to ECW and then come back to bring the Arsenal gimmick with him? I would take a bet that that's already happened in ECW. Okay. The 95, 96 time period. I mean, I don't know why I'm giving this much thought or attention to Al Snow. But uh, please feel free to check. You're going to go and have a look while we, uh, while we run through this lovely um, match of champions where Al Snow, as you said, did fuck all to help Scott Taylor. I thought of a way of summing it up because I couldn't be bothered to go through any of the spots or anything because they're shit. Uh, he wrestles like the worst get your shit in backyarders. <laughs> but he does all the illogical spots that shitty backyarders do. Like he doesn't just do a suplex. He has to do a suplex and put them face first between his legs, you know? It's just pointless. Pretty much after this, he goes back to ECW and that's so where they do head. That is where it happens. Okay. And then he comes back one year later to yeah. do the hardcore stuff. So he had a one-year deal with ECW. There you go. Cool. Yes, oh. my brain works. Well, there'll be bits of that towards the end of like coming into September and such. We'll get, we'll get some of it because no, we're going to cover no, ECW. Right. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> ECW, ECW. Scotty rolls up Al Snow for the one, two, three. Who gives a fuck? No one hitting their finishes. Yep. Because Al Snow wouldn't take someone else's finish. And Al Snow had a breakdown. Yeah. Started beating up Scotty. You say that. It's very bad acting. He had a breakdown. Mm. That's why he can't act. <laughs> Austin backstage searching for his partner. He walks into This a- is brilliant. Fucking hell. Go on. You describe it. So he uh, goes into Sable's locker room. Jesus Christ, you've already said. It says Sable on the door. Yep, and it walks in, Sable's naked, but holding up an Austin 316 t-shirt. Yeah, not a Mark Merrow t-shirt. No. 
get out. All right, I heard you. And then he keeps like going back in. Yeah. It's like, ah, attitude error. So he's looking for a partner. And Sable will not be it. Blatantly, they went. Say, well, what you're going to do is you're going to be topless. I'm going to give you this Austin 316 show. He's going to open it. And you're going to be covered up. You know, blah, blah. They were close to catch, the door. They? Yeah. They blatantly did it. And Austin went just to see whether they could catch her again afterwards. Oh, wouldn't happen this day and age, sadly. I mean, what? Scumbag. <laughs> uh, blah, blah. I don't know what the point of this was, but whatever. Um, Sable's boobs. That's the point. Sable's on the TV. Sable's an attractive for the uh, 18 to 24, 35, 39 demographic. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. And it shows Austin struggling to find a partner because he's got no friends. So the, he's going for anyone. Sure. Including Sable. But... Brock Lesnar is married to her, so she is a saint and you would not do anything because Brock's a tough dude. Factual. Brett has arrived. Brett! The foundation are walking backstage and colluding. It's great. Mm, devious. They are very devious. It's almost they're, like they're plotting a receipt. Yeah, they're very, very good at being devious backstage. Perfect heels. They've yeah. got everything they need in heel. They've got the muscle. They've got the comedy. They've got Pillman. Yeah. Anvil's also there. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Two of the greatest Jim wrestlers. Three of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Brett um, Owen Pillman? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, I don't think... I like Bulldog. I like Anvil, but they're not all-time greats. No, they are support... They would be supporting actor yeah, nominee at exactly. the Oscars. And they're bloody good at it. Bulldog be like, Oh, you people! He's talking about you people! As he points. Ooh-ha-ha. Love it. So good. Uh, we get a replay of Brand Sean wheelchair confrontation from last week. We get the Nitro second hour intro and pyro. Ahmed kicks a bin. Too much time and not enough scotch. Well, I got that dog in your eye. Uh, Vince is suddenly on commentary. A wild Vince appears. <laughs> wild Vince. <laughs> So yeah, full WCW. Yeah, but I, I like it. Yeah, that's fine. Because at this time, J- as we said, JR and King are not 100% blended. Yeah, I think giving them an hour to try and work it out and then have Vince come like, don't... Do the main event stuff. Turn the volume up for the last hour is Yeah, fun, you know? it's absolutely fine. Keeps it going. Speaking of which, Brad! Oh, uh, our hero. So good. Uh, the whole Sorry, f- let's, be imp- let's be impartial. Our hero, or villain of the piece. <laughs> <laughs> Or not the drug-riddled, egotistical, side-ordering, douchebag. Yeah, that we're meant to be cheering for. Uh, the whole foundation heads to the ring. Uh, quite the sight when they lift up all the gold again. It's so good. Brett's on crutches. Now I'm going to play some of this promo here because it's very long. Uh, is this the bit? Hang on a second. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, it is. Okay, we'll, we'll talk through the first bit, then we'll play the important bit, okay? Oh, yes. So here's some of Brett talking. Do me a big favor and please just shut up. You know, it's not too much to ask for. Americans are full of this uh, freedom of speech and freedom of expression. Well, last week, the great American hero, Shawn Michaels. He wouldn't even allow me my right to free speech. 
To me, it's just typical that all you rednecks here <laughs> and all the rest of the American scum coast to coast, y'all speak with a forked tongue because I have a right to free speech. Isn't that, the, isn't that true? Shawn Michaels, the boy toy. He's announced that he's finally recovered from this knee injury. And he's gonna heroically come back at the king of the ring. How quaint. Shawn Michaels, there's somebody else. There's a real hero and a real man that's gonna come back at the king of the ring with a bad knee. And that real man and that real hero is me. Whoa! Shawn Michaels, I wanna issue you a challenge an offer that you can't refuse. I want to challenge you to a match at the King of the Ring. And if I can't beat you in less than 10 minutes, I promise that I will never, ever wrestle in the United States of America again. What? So Brett's like, fuck the America, crap's being thrown in the ring. <laughs> Iron Sheik's happy. I'd be very go Iron Sheik, yeah, sure. Uh, USA chance, uh, Sean has recovered from his, we don't need you, we. We've all been there. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, Brett will also return at the King of the Ring. You've got a knee injury, I've got a knee injury. How quaint, you know? I'm sorry. I'm getting that wrong. This is the earlier bit where he's talking yeah. about Sean's knee injury and causing yeah. Queen. He announces he'll return at the end of this promo, but that's not really what matters. No, no. So can talk what about matters that. is this. Brett, last WrestleMania, you couldn't beat me in 60 minutes. What in the world makes you think that you can beat me in 10 minutes? Oh, I know what it is. It's that gang you got around you, you see? That's what it is. Because I know mano a mano, you wouldn't have a chance. But you know something, Brett? I want all your boys down there. I want your whole crew down there, Brett. They'll be down there. Oh, will they? Do I, do I have that promise from you? Do I have that promise from you they'll all be there? Where I go, the Heart Foundation goes. All righty, well... I've got one little stipulation. Each one of your men must be handcuffed to a ring post. Wait a minute. That way, you hit man, and I can settle this thing once and for all. None of your goons jumping in, none of your excuses that we have heard for over a year. We are gonna find out once and for all, if Brett the Hitman Hart 
can get beat like a man. Because Brett, believe me, you couldn't go 10 minutes in any situation, if you know what I mean. Oh boy. And uh, listen here, even Shawn though, Michaels. Even though lately you've had some sunny days, my friend, you still can't get the job done. The heartbreak kid coming off a knee injury, you coming off a knee injury, they're all handcuffed. Hitman, I'm gonna knock you down and drag you out. What a fucking moment in wrestling history, dude. In the words of Booker T, tell me he did not just say that. <laughs> Sean dropping the, you couldn't be in six, beat me in 60 minutes, how are you gonna beat me in 10? The whole, everyone's gonna be handcuffed to the ring, you couldn't go 10 minutes in any situation. And then Sean goes, enough of your excuses. And moves on to say, lately you've had some sunny days, my friend. Pew, 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 pew. You still can't get the job done. Oh, it's the moment. It's the it's the Sean's drug riddled fucking moron making up bullshit, trying to ruin his literal, literally ruining his family his his marriage his everything like this is beyond wrestling yeah this is i'm fucking someone on the side i'm gonna say that you're fucking someone on the side publicly on tv to fuck with you like this isn't reality based tv anymore this is two people who don't like each other and he's trying to fuck with his personal life yeah and fuck me what a way to do it because, as always of these things, then there's rumors. So, it was very public that Sean and Sonny were fucking, not Brett. Pumping that super soaker. Got a few quotes just to kind of okay, go over let's this. let's go for okay. this. So, the Observer, Sean showed up to Alabama slurring his words. So, we can say Alabama that Sean... <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can definitely say Sean is responsible for his actions, maybe not for his words at this point, and maybe he shouldn't have said what he said, obviously he shouldn't have said it, but he was heavily inebriated. Conrad, talking about this with JR, talks about Brett didn't catch the line live. It was only when Brett got home and Stu Hard dragged Brett aside to ask what was going on with Sonny. JR goes, Brett has children that were religious viewers of Monday Night Raw. That should never have been included in a promo. There was no way Sean could wrestle. He was completely impaired. Tammy herself says, nine months fucking Shawn Michaels, not a single Bret Hart. Uh, even though her boyfriend doesn't believe it, apparently, still to this day. Really? Uh, yeah, apparently that's what she says in this promo. But which prison person is she going out with? I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Brett himself said, I almost kind of wish I did. But the fact of the matter that I never did, and there was never any truth to any of those rumors with Sonny. Uh, Sonny is currently looking at 25 plus years in jail for a DUI and vehicular manslaughter. Shit, I didn't know the last part. Yep. Fuck me. I'm going to have to stop doing jokes now. Fucking hell. Yeah. I thought, I mean, it's not fun to have a DUI. That's terrible anyway. But now, no, that's it. It's off yeah. limits for jokes for me now. She crashed into an old man in a car and yeah. How old? 
like 70s, I think. That's too young. Yeah, sure. But like, okay, so with that, let's skip over that. But this, the, the fact that Sean jeopardized a man's personal life for his own drugged out professional gains. And you can say what you want about the, oh, you know, he wasn't really responsible for his words. Yes, he fucking was because he absolutely. chose to turn up to work off his tits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to hold some responsibility. And he is 100% like responsible for it. And you could tell because I, I remember the line and never remembered Bret Hart's reaction. And I was yeah. watch, looking for it because he it's did, not you're right, really he didn't there. catch it. He, there was no he's, reaction. He's doing Bret Hart doesn't like this guy. Yeah. He's not doing, what the fuck did you just say? You know, JR caught it live. Yeah. And was like, apparently on the verge of being like, Okay, get someone backstage. Protect Sean. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Yeah. But thank God Brett didn't catch it live because you can imagine what would happen. Cue next week's episode when we get to it. Oh, fuck <laughs> like, me. I cannot yeah. wait. Sure, sure. What a fucking thing to say. Sunny days, my friend. Sunny days. I Piece just... of shit. What a fucking cunt. And as we said, you know, <laughs> for the... Okay, let's try and give it a balanced argument. Nope. Yeah, you no, can't. absolutely. There's no justifying this. This is this is not acting. This is not. Well, uh, you didn't on. put me over. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Go on. I uh, 99.9% believe this was Sean's all. All Sean's doing. Yeah. Is there any way that Vince fed in the line? Who knows, man? I didn't find that in any of the research I did. And there is, there are people that say, but was he? Was Brett with Sonny? No, because she's so tight, you could only fit one Shawn Michaels pepperoni cock inside her. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And also, you know, they've also got vagina around as well, so it's all good. (laughs) It's true, yeah. Everyone who was there, who uh, was a part of it, they said, no, it was Shawn and Sonny that were having the affair, and Shawn used this to try and fuck with Brett personally. All I'm picturing now is Sean and Sonny doing some of the films, the, some of the scenes in Zach and Mary make a porno, like pouring <laughs> the coffee beans down there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What should we call this movie? Cacunt. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a moment in wrestling history. It, ch- it, it changed everything. So much viciousness and what eventually happens. This is, this is maybe the, like the catalyst for the next few months. 100%. Well, this, this is it. You start ruining a man's private life outside of its work. Yeah. That wouldn't be like me going to Wrestle Talk and saying something bad about you yeah. when actually I'm the one who's humping Luke. Sure. As we listen to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, can you? I mean, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Come but, on, come on. <laughs> to play devil's advocate. Okay. For months, Brett has been coming out and being like, girly magazines this but true toy that but true yeah but as as a texan man coming out and trying to be the top baby face in the company is that okay to say about the top baby face no matter how you feel about him if you're not doing your job isn't that going to get frustrating and if you're out there and you're drug riddled or whatever are you going to drop something that's maybe personal on someone else that you think you can get your own back and brett was never drug riddled Brett was always a consummate professional doing things that he would believe. I'm not trying to defend Brett, but boy toy this, because obviously he's supposed to be the top baby face. So Brett Hart is chastising for being the top baby face. And that's the whole idea. Or maybe it's jealousy. Maybe Brett thinks he should be the top boy toy. Yeah. No, that's dude love who wanted to be sure. But like you said, this is, this doesn't get as much coverage 
like the sunny days line for how instrumental it was in essentially the downfall of Bret Hart in WWF. Yeah, you think about what this line eventually achieves. It's bonkers. This line changed the industry. Like for Austin, for Owen, for Bulldog, like it, you could go as far as saying this one line causes people to lose their jobs, people to lose their lives, people to like drug habits, to all sorts of stuff. There's so many things evolve around like the trickle on the butterfly effect from this rivalry and these words on TV. It's it's humongous. It's so underrated for in terms of its effects on the future of the business. Exactly. Everyone looks at that Austin-Brett match. Everyone looks at Austin beating HBK, Austin's feud of rock, Vince McMahon screwing Brett and doing the promo. This was the catalyst of every change. And also, this is now where the lines are blurred. Yeah. For the first... I know we've had, like you said, like last week, I was like, oh, boy, toy. There's argument that that could be storyline-based. This is the first reality-based and accidental reality-based time that people are like, fuck, did he actually say that? Yeah. No one, how many people really caught on to it straight away? Well, it would have been the dirt sheets to start with, but you're looking at, what, 4 million viewers at this time of Raw, maybe 3 million, who knows? Just watch your mic, don't want to keep around. Whoop, gone. And it's so, as I said, it's so pivotal because if this didn't happen, they probably would have had a relatively pleasant feud where they would actually be happy to do business with each other. It's like, they don't like each other. That's very well established. And with good reason. A hundred percent. He's trying to ruin a man's personal life. This now leads to some great stuff over the next few weeks. And it's not on camera. It's all going to be us talking about shoot interviews. Yeah. And people dishing the dirt on what's happening backstage and cornet souvenirs, you know? <laughs> As a quick side note on the subject of people trying to ruin people's lives. And I know a lot of things like, got to be careful this speaking out stuff because people say some dodgy things. Yeah. Away from wrestling, leading into a tax return deadline back in my previous job before in my current life. I don't think I've ever told you about this. It was so. back in my early band days where people probably thought I was a bit of a dick before they actually met me. And now I'm a dick in real life. I know a few. <laughs> <laughs> but there was Who like, I disagree with, by the way, and learned that they were dicks. So there you go. Good judge of personality. Hello, Loz Regan. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. Loz was always fine to me. He wasn't to yeah. you. And I was like, that's so out of order. But anyway, go on. But there was, a, there was a girl I was seeing at the time and she turned out to be not overly brilliant in her brain. Right. On the eve of tax return deadline, where I'm the only person in my job doing it, I had a knock on my door from the police. And she told the police I had beaten her up. <laughs> what the fuck? And I was very lucky. It was apparently the time they were there, I was out visiting friends. But at the time when I had a social life before I was you know, married with a child. Sure. Um, I liked taking joke things to parties. So I'd stopped in Sainsbury's and bought a caterpillar cake. Right. So at the time of the alleged incident... You were filmed in Sainsbury's I was filmed in Sainsbury's. I even cake. had the receipt from the caterpillar <laughs> cake the day before. I can't imagine you actually hurting anyone. Like, like no. that. Like, fuck yeah. But because of the seriousness of said allegations... Have you ever been in like a firefight in your life? Yeah. You have? Okay. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. Go on, carry on. When every time. <laughs> Always three. Mission Driver. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I fucking beat the shit out of my Terry once. You saw it, right? <laughs> Oh, that's one of the funniest things when Matt Terry yeah. turned up wrestling. We were doing running drills in the ring, and yeah. I was like working quite hard against him. I sent Matt Terry flying, and Matt caught me over and went, You want to just ease up a bit? <laughs> He's a kid learning. Don't be him, up. And, yeah, and I think sure, I said sure. to Matt, going, Absolutely. And I think I went and I pounced him the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could laugh. It's fine. But, but yeah, so obviously I had to get taken down to the police station. Yeah, sure. So I missed half a day of work and I had to, because obviously I had no one to call. So I rocked up and I was like, where are you? You've got these tax returns. There's like, well, let me do the tax returns first because you might want to bed off a further explanation of this. Jesus. But yeah, I, I had that. <laughs> so, and at the time, single. So at the end of the day, she caused trouble. I could prove my innocence, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a horrible thing to have people try and start telling lies about your personal life. Mm-hmm. So having Sean say that about Brett, oh, he's having an affair. I don't know what I'd ever do if anyone said to my wife, I'm having an affair. Yeah, because, and they were the ones doing it. Yeah. You know? If my wife tells <laughs> so me I'm works. having an affair and she's having an affair, I'm keeping the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's so harsh. But also... God. I will always have a forever love for caterpillar cake. Yeah. Which yeah. makes me laugh so much. Not now with the Aldi advert, which you probably haven't seen as you don't want much network TV. You know the thing uh, last year when they had like the Colin the Caterpillar lawsuit with M&S? <laughs> I don't know. That's and, really and, funny. And all the other... Do you not know this? Yeah. So basically M&S sued them for the Aldi for doing like see, another caterpillar. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and Aldi won. But what their advert this time is, is they basically got all people in caterpillar outfits named after the different caterpillars and then colin the caterpillar turns up and someone goes oh no colin's here <laughs> and they have a massive rock as caterpillars advertising aldi's oh, caterpillar cake that's banging that's great oh brilliant but yeah. your birthday october october yeah sure i've got it in my diary <laughs> caterpillar cakes all <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's, yeah so this was such a taking it back to wrestling but yeah. this takes about such shit but as as for fights they, they happen at school and everyone be like oh look here's the geeky guy with glasses mm. and they'd like throw in my bag and they'd believe mainly they'd make fun of me like and the best one was that it was kids who are three years older than me who were making fun of my brother right who sure, then started sure. picking it on me yeah. and then there's one kid who's uh, jamie thornby so like, oh he's the top footballer in the school he's really popular and he pushed me and he hit me i was like oh, i can't hit him back because it would be really embarrassing for him if I knock him out. <laughs> and he kept hitting me. I kept hitting me. And I just stood up. And with one swing, I knocked three of his teeth out. Nice. And then I said, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> and walked away. Good stuff. Man. Well, it's you don't. It's to be able to walk away. You know? Well, there's no point. I, I, I'd clearly sure. hurt him with one punch. Yeah. They also led off to one time when people were throwing my shoes through a different for a hole in a wall at, P- at PE. Let's mm. say again, the bigger kids are bullying me. So I took one of those kids and I threw him through the hole in the wall. Nice. And then I went and got my shoes back. And I think I then used my catches. Fuck you, you cat! <laughs> <laughs> and I think I went off to science. The catch William Sachs phrase. Yeah. yeah. Catch William Sachs phrase. Mm. Love that me works catch me. Williams. <laughs> Spoonerisms, love them. I've always thought to myself, I don't want to get punched in the face. It's the same yeah. thing after coming back from the pandemic, going to wrestling. I was like, oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, sure. This isn't fun. Yeah, I mean, there was kids that tried to fight me a few times. And I would just generally laugh at them because I was like, uh, yeah, okay, go for it. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> it never actually came to anything. Yeah. So. Ah, sweet liquor eases the pain. Can I say it's bum like, rush his mother? Yeah, absolutely. So what would you do to them, Tax? I definitely haven't cut anything here. <laughs> 
I would write them a very stern note. <laughs> Bomb rush your mother! I'll see <laughs> Back from ads. Uh, let's skip over it. So wait, wait, so is this back from ads for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, Goldust already in the ring in full gear, anamorphic bars, blah, 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 blah. Goldust cuts a promo. Would you like to see Marlena tonight? And the crowd go, hey, tits and beaver, tits and beaver. <laughs> Goldust goes, I could do one better than that. Two Marlenas and the crowd goes, what? <laughs> oh, it's the doink and dink thing. <laughs> He's got his wife, Terry, and his daughter, Dakota, who's what, four? Like, maybe she's very young. I'm, I'm, like, I'm treading a tightrope of Lawler jokes here. Continue, you've already had to cut something from today's pod. I'm struggling to not yeah. say anything very bad. Your two Marlenas are Marlena and your daughter. Because yeah. they're trying to humanize him. Mm. Look, I've, I've got a hot wife and a daughter, so I can't be a bit whifty because I'm just flamboyant to Goldust as a character. I've got a child, which means I must have had sex with a girl. <laughs> That's Vince's thought process here. Oh, Brilliant. absolutely. The only good bit about this segment is Vince goes, and here she comes, Dakota, flying down the ring. Like he's calling like an Austin comeback or something. Yeah. It's very funny. But this little kid comes down to the ring to get in the ring with her dad. And her dad is seemingly out of his fucking face. I think he's been hanging out with Sean, maybe. Mm. Back at the ancient Raj. I think he's slipped... The record, you know. the Ancient Raj in Ashford, fantastic curry house. If you ever want to go to a curry house in your Ashford, Ancient Raj. I think I've driven past it a few times. Very nice. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, very tasty. Um, so Goldust grabs the mic and goes, you'll never forget the name. And then gives it to his kid. And his kid goes, give me the mic. I want the mic. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> Bobby. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what the fuck is this segment? I said the, the attempt is to humanize him to prove he's a real person he's just playing a character and that his daughter loves his daddy even though he's dressed up in gold paint because that mean men men can like him and buy his t-shirts he's not the guy who touched Roddy Piper's willy yeah sure he's a real man who has sex with ladies and he's the old American man American male American male and here's his daughter who we're going to force into child labour there's a line here which I oh. I had to pause it for a second. Is this Lawler's line? It's JR's line. Oh, fuck. Oh, you can talk about Lawler's in a second, but JR's one, he goes, oh, the kid's got the mic just like her granddaddy. I was like, no, Jim, no. She's mumbling bullshit into the microphone. This is not like Dusty Well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. What was Lawler's line? Oh, he it, it was, it was just basically saying, like, hey, I hate, I hate this little girl. Look at her. I hate this little girl. It's like, yeah, he had to drop her off at school in the morning, fuck. didn't he? <laughs> he made that joke last week. Yeah. Like, I didn't make that joke. No. All of made that joke. So the match is, oh, we sent them to the back, by the way. So they just came out just to do this humanizing thing, which is just weird. I don't know what yeah. the fuck this was about. Waste of the segment. Running Cause, short because Sean Michaels doesn't have a match. Aren't human. <laughs> like, is this what they're saying? Well, let me tell you my story about Jamie Thornby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bum rushed his mother. <laughs> bum rushed Jamie Thorby. <laughs> Got revenge finally after all these years. <laughs> we dissed him on a podcast. Fuck that prick. Fuck that prick. My prick was Stuart Morgan. He was a cunt. I hate that kid. 
hate the people that name. Fucking yeah. bank wankers. Bankers. <laughs> Fucking bankers. Uh, he once did a house rugby thing. I saw him with the ball and I deliberately got him about that height. Ooh, head right in the bollocks. And I was like, yeah, fuck you, prick. Uh, you literally gave him head. Yeah. Well, um, I'll yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Uh, he ended up being a waste of space. Good. <laughs> Bum rushed his mother, his own mother. What did Jamie Thornby end up doing? Do you know? Prison pregnancy? <laughs> Probably had a prison pregnancy. <laughs> Is that how that works? Go to prison and. Don't know. Don't know how my daughter arrived. Showers and all that. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on. So it's Goldust versus Rockabilly with the Honky Tonk Man, obviously. Shiny jackets. Ooh, sparklies. Very lovely sparklies. I strongly approve of this new rockabilly. I endorse this better than the smoking guns. Bang, bang. The little hippie wiggle dance thing. Ready for Mr. Assing. So good. I love Billy Gunn. I mean, not Billy Gunn. What's his name? Rockabilly. I forgot already. He'll be at Wembley. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. What's happened to the acclaim, by the way? Where are they? Well, you know what happens with uh, Tony Twitterfingers? Yeah. I've got a storyline. I've got a storyline. I've got a storyline. And now I've got another storyline. Wait, wait, Tony. Tony, who are you again? With the acclaimed? Yeah. You've got the most overtag gimmick for the last, like, five years. So we let the guns win the belts to drop it to FTR. I didn't hate that, I'm going to be honest. But it doesn't mean you can't have the acclaimed on TV anymore. Well, they had the JAS thing where they tried to get acclaimed to join the JAS. Yeah, that was weird pointless yeah a bit strange and then kind of shoehorned fdr and mark briscoe in there somehow but now they're too busy uh with jeff jarrett going to the chicken farm yeah which is fucking great, great promo satnam singing the onesie all overall thing like dancing with sanjay oh i love wrestling that's so good <laughs> tna in a tnaw is the best yeah fucking a absolutely as long as it's like tna with the aw tinge i'm fine with it yeah TNA is like, uh, I don't know. And AEW is like, yeah, it's good sometimes. But Impact Wrestling has been really good. They've signed Trinity for two. They have, yeah. Uh, so Rockabilly has his own custom Honky Tonk Man theme song. And it's the fucking brilliant. brilliant. I'm the Rockabilly Man. <laughs> <laughs> Rockabilly is really fucking over. Straight in my boy stable. Straight in your boy stable. How many's in there now? Uh, so to PG-13. PG-13, Beverly's. Even though they are just the best tag team in the world. 100%. They're not, not really boys. They should be, you know. The men. Best, but they've gone turned from boys to men. Von okay. Wagner, main roster, but Von Wagner, turn him into Von Beverly. Von Wagner's obviously in my boy stable because of the relation. Uh, By default. Does Genius count? Is he separate? It's part of the package, really. Yeah. Uh, who else? <laughs> Good <It's> podcast. <laughs> Great podcast. <laughs> Uh, Goldust has Billy in the corner for the 10 punches gets to 6 and stops one more than um, the chap whose name I've forgotten oh Bob Holly he's from um, Alabama 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 Barack Alabama Mobile Alabama (laughs) Happy Alabama Sad Lama Barack Alabama (laughs) is that where you would go with that Barack Barack Alabama Bill Clinton Obama doesn't really work Rishi, pain and nurses, Rishi. See that cunt on the telly the other day? Pain and nurses. <laughs> What's that, a thousand local seats he lost? Which one? Rishi. Oh. Conservatives. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, cool. Uh, gold the is- Conservatives lost my vote when they lowered the additional rate of tax and cost me money, you cunts. <laughs> Keep the rich rich, you bastards. <laughs> So uh, he does his six punches in the corner because, of course, 
He stops, gold dust this is, touches himself, makes Billy grab- Why does he touch himself? He's an all-American man. Well, that is part one of this story. Uh, well, part two, part ten, whatever. The next part of the story. Uh, he then grabs Billy's hand and makes him grab his own bum. So gold dust, sorry, grabs gold dust bum. That's hard to describe. Goldust grabs Billy's hand and then makes Billy's hand touch Goldust's bum. Is that a good way of doing it? Yes. So he made Billy touch his bottom. See? English. That's why you're here. (laughs) 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 It's easier to fix my problems. Thank you very much. But then Goldust grabs Billy by the face and kisses him. Androgynous. American male, American male. <laughs> the funniest bit about this is Vince is on commentary panicking, going, um, um, it's mind games by Goldust. He's <laughs> making out with the dude He's- and having him sexually assault himself. He's got a wife and a child. <sighs> what the fuck? Just let go already. Just let him be Goldust. Right? But he's androgynous. Dude, what he's the fuck? He's not what Jerry Lawler says he is. It's like when he was Goldust, it was great. I think you'd agree with that? 100%, yeah. Proper heel. Yeah, the Triple H stuff, blah, yep. blah. Started to get a bit like, wait, what? He's a, he's a baby Great face entrance now? as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then we had the, him out of character looking sad with Marlene. And you're like, why are you sad? Look at your fucking wife. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and apparently you've got two of them. Yeah. I don't know where to go with that comment, so I'm going to move on. Uh, Vince is on commentary panicking, mind games, uh, where Goldust kisses Billy ass. It's, he's got a little shiny goatee. <laughs> this is really funny. Like Billy's got a little sparkly gold. He's got a Billy beard. Gold Gruff. <laughs> you can tell it's getting late now with those jokes popping up. <laughs> sure. Uh, dude, when uh, Billy... Uh, does the drop down spot for Goldust and Goldust can't get to his feet because he's so blown up and drugged out of his face. <laughs> Disappointed, see. It's a bit sad, isn't it, yeah. at this point? Like, Goldust has been such a great worker, but this is like, oh, he's not in a good place. And you you wonder, it, it, there must have been some kind of lad's party to have this yeah. Goldust, HBK. And also, again, I know people will have issues and it must be really hard, but... Your wife and child are there. Yeah. Man, it's just... Pick yourself up. Yeah. That's what you shout, you know? Yeah, that's fucking lootly. Uh, Billy does the Foley getting tied uh, up the ropes, getting tied up in the ropes, sorry, but yep. with his arm, not his neck. Uh, Honky Tonk with the guitar, Goldust reverses, smashes the guitar over Honky's head. Uh, and your winner is Rockabilly via disqualification. Got to get the new guy over Indeed. and can't have a clean pin. Ahmed is backstage having a poop. (laughs) Seriously, he's like pushing one out. It's a really bad angle. Who thought this is a great idea? But this promo, eek. Yeah. Speak. This this whole show is kind of on the the tipping point, and there's moments here where it just goes wee splash. And this was one of them. Yeah, like Ahmed pooping. (laughs) I just. I think the only thing I can solve here is Vincent Mann wants to make sure people aren't racist, yeah. but Farouk's a racist, but Armour's not racist, but he's going to be the first black heavyweight champion. Yep. But that took five minutes for him to say it. Yep. Sid's promos are better than this shit. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Uh, there's a bit where Ahmed kind of agrees with Farouk in this promo. 
Friendship. Mm, interesting. Considered the last however many months we've been doing this now. And you misspoke earlier, and Ahmed Johnson split up Kane, Kane, <laughs> Crush, and Savio Vega. Yeah. Kane's in the uh, nation now. That's fine. <laughs> I can't think of a joke. No. Cool. Uh, Ahmed, uh, sorry, Austin backstage, very different. Austin backstage talking to someone with uh, his back to the camera. Austin says, You're going to be my tag partner. Blah, this blah, is blah, so blah. Good. Austin steps to the side to unveil his partner, Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler jumps in uh, for a, and volunteers to be Austin's partner instead of Harvey. He gets thrown into the set for good measure. Yeah, and he tells Harvey Whippleman, you're going to be my tag partner. So yeah. he beats the shit out of MVP, the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, sure. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, he's MVP, wasn't he? Yeah. What did the MVP stand for? Or was it just MVP when he had the baseball gimmick? I think it's supposed to be something... But I think it was, I, I don't know. Let's have a look while you move on to the next thing. Montavious Not Montel Vontavious mm. Porter. Sonny, uh, we'll get a replay of the Sonny squirting over Jim Cornette thing. Uh, getting that, by this point, I was getting that very much that. Can we skip to the end of the show, please? Yeah, because we've had our Bret Hart bit now. Yeah. Haven't we? And this is all just kind of fillery, it felt. It wasn't really setting up for very much. Even though I know that technically we're setting up the main event. Because, believe it or not, the main event of King of the Ring is apparently going to be Undertaker, the World Heavyweight Champion, versus Farouk. But they are How many cues? Fucking mention it yet on this show. It's just so stupid. Yeah, this is your main event, your World Heavyweight title match. And they're only just starting to get to it. So stupid. And oh, I was uh, talking about race the whole time instead of the match. Go on, sorry. MVP lasted for two matches. Nice. Doesn't say what it stood for. Um... He made his first appearance on Royal Impossible in a 20-man battle royal for the vacated... Nope, that would give away something. The following day on Superstars, he defeated Dwayne Gill. But at that point, WWE decided to shelve the gimmick and temporarily played the role of Doink the Clown after Matt Bourne left. Yeah. So, in a sticker album, two matches. Wow. Get your shit in, bro. Probably got paid for those. 100%. Yeah. All those stickers. Know. All the bottom half of just crotches. Yeah, those are so funny, those stickers. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Because the pod. So um, I showed Rich, obviously, this Merlin sticker book. And we focus on the bushwhackers at the end. And you've got, like, two stickers to make a big picture. And I pointed out that it was quite funny. He was like, oh, so you don't know if it's Luke or Butch, the bushwhackers. It's like, yeah, but imagine if you've just got this bottom half, which is just their crotches, <laughs> that says Luke and Butch, the bushwhackers. <laughs> it's literally just like a pair of trousers and some dicks. <laughs> Just how Goldust likes it. Wee. So we get Farouk with Claris Mason, Crush, Dilo Brown, and Savio Vega. Still no PG-13. Promotion mother. Versus Rocky Maivia. Boo! Former Intercontinental Champion Rocky Maivia. Die, Rocky, die. So there's there's a couple of storyline bits in this, but I want to talk about, you know, the whole die, Rocky, die storyline? Yeah. The, the thing with WWE documentaries every single time is that everyone hated Rocky as a babyface. Yep. Therefore, we had to turn him heel the, the nation so that he could go over and therefore, well, aren't we close so smart? Like, we had these great ideas. Have you heard Rocky getting booed the last six months? No, not at all. Some disinterest, but not booed. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Weird. From town to town, all I hear is die, Rocky, die. No, no, Rock. They're saying the, Rock, yeah. the. They're literally cheering him. Yeah. In this he's, match, he's got big baby face Pete. Because he's going against Farouk. Yeah. Canon. Farouk Canon. Yeah. Yeah. Farouk Q. Farouk Q. How many keys are there? <laughs> <laughs> we got any more? No. Uh, quality, quality Farouk? Quality Street Farouk? There's a queue there somewhere. 
Only in the work of the word quality. And their chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice thing to say, right? I think I can leave that in. Anyway, I'm going to. Uh, so, uh, no entrance for Rocky because, you know, he was only a continental champion four weeks ago. Jobber entrance. A bum rush, your mother. Not anymore. Um, Farouk throws up the fist at the beginning of the match. Rocky goes, oh, I might do it. And gives him the big up yours. Oh, boo. And then basically uh, Rocky gets squashed. But the one thing I want to talk about as well as this, have you noticed Rocky's boots? These are the white boots at the moment, are they? Yes. Yeah. But they're different to everyone else's boots. He has a big cutout where the calf is like Premier League footballers have. Oh. Why? Come. <laughs> cool. Uh, JR going on about these two being great football players and again Lawler chimes in with a great line can you shut him up about football Vince <laughs> everyone's thinking yeah. it everyone's thinking it Lawler I mean, this is the first show I've ever I think I've ever enjoyed the Lawler on commentary he's been great apart from the whole pedophile kid thing yeah sort of takes a shine I think quite a lot yeah it's difficult but, but like that's maybe like the sixth or seventh line which I genuinely dropped out my chair laughing type thing. I mean, it is funny. That's how they brought the whole like Oklahoma character. Yeah. Like, ah, Juventud Herrera is a great offensive lineman for a tier one estate. Sure. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. This is a, uh, yeah. That was Ed Ferrara, wasn't it? Who's doing the uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. I didn't find that funny. No. Good stuff. Uh, Dominator, one, two, three, Farouk wins. Uh, post-match, Savio and Crush go to beat up Rocky, but Farouk stops them. I wonder why. Mm. foreshadowing JR chimes in with a something's going on in the backstage area let's cut back there now Ahmed's forgot to flush (laughs) (laughs) just like we can't get rid of it captain we're gonna lose the deposit (laughs) we're gonna lose the deposit Uh, the Heart Foundation are being up Bob Holly because Bob Holly got a win earlier and they can't have heat over the Heart Foundation. Exactly. Get he's he's the hometown hero. Kill him. Absolutely. Undertaker heads to the ring. World heavyweight champion Undertaker heads to the ring. And Vince chimes in with La Femme Nikita after <laughs> all is war. Next as the champions making his I'm entrance. So happy we got another La Femme Nikita advert. Of all the stuff they fucking overdub on the WWE network, do you not think someone's gone back through and gone, Vince, should we just take out La Femme Nikita? No, we ha- we've got a sponsorship deal with them. Yeah, it's not like they haven't got enough of Undertaker's entrance. I cannot wait for our bonus <laughs> pod to watch an episode of La Femme Nikita. Oh, definitely. I think we should do a whole just separate podcast about La Femme Nikita. When World of Wrestling Podcast is done, we've had enough of wrestling. We'll just change the name on like, you know, yeah. SoundCloud and iTunes and shit to La Femme Nikita, the podcast. Yeah. We'll oh, that. And that should be the foreshadowing to Travel Lodge Live. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> Sounds good. Had some fantastic booking ideas for that, by the way. That's the other part of Travel Lodge Live. We do a Femme Nikita podcast as well. We watch an episode yes. and we all talk about it. Everyone in the room. No, no. The event, needs to, the event needs to be themed on what happens in there. So whoever, oh, like, I love it. Yes. So like someone like Will Power could have to play the role, of the recurring character of the Femme Nikita, and we can have yeah. other wrestlers come in to be the baddie, in, and oh. we've act out it, but in a wrestling sense. Have you ever seen an episode of the Femme Nikita? No. Okay, cool. Because so it no used to, it then turned into Nikita. Oh, okay. So it changed from the Femme Nikita to Nikita because obviously she. she Are you sure you have seen it? You seem to know a lot about it. 
No, but I remember seeing it advertised because it was on Sky One. Okay, all right, cool. Sure. Yeah. So maybe it was just changed for you. I don't believe U- you. I'm just going <laughs> to... Maybe it was changed just for UK audiences. Maybe, I don't know, man. I'm definitely up for watching some. I think it'll be shit, but yeah, it's great. It can't yeah. be any worse than Alias, which was great because had Jennifer Garner in it. Should we... Yeah, fucking A. Uh, or worst Marvel movie ever. Oh, uh, De- uh, Daredevil. Yeah. I watched that. And I think that's when I stopped watching films. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> there's a scene in that where there's um, like a fight between them. They're half dancing and half making out. And yeah. it's it's so weird. Because obviously he's blind and she's not. There was um, a film. They made a film afterwards. Femme Nikita? Yep. Is, uh, please tell me there's a wrestler in it. Femme Nikita. Based on Nikita. Oh, so Femme Nikita is after? There are five seasons of it. Nice. Plenty of podcasting material. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely treat ourselves to the movie after... Only filmed run, a, sing- yeah. a single camera. Oh, interesting. interesting. So was Scrubs, to be fair. Yeah, but Scrubs was great. Yeah. Critical so response. Here, Most movies are shot with a single camera. Do you know this? I did not know that. Yeah, that's why they, they have the shot reverse shot type thing they're not usually shot with two cameras you shot with one and they just do over ah swap it. so uh the film was actually uh it's what the tv series was based on and the film itself is in french wait so the film's based on the tv show no the fi- the tv show is based on the film so we can do the film first yeah okay at the end of this run after survivor series 97 la ferme la and the bonus podcast how is your french uh say mad <laughs> oh <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, I can hold my own, but not really. Yeah, like I, I communicate with people in France when I'm there. I well, I, all I look back to is an episode of the Ice. To a le baguette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to watch a film with subtitles. I don't, don't come to the film to read something. Yeah, fucking a. Sorry, who was that? What was that? Uh, from the IT crowd. Oh, nice. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. When they were concerned of like going to the, to the ballet, they're subtitles. I don't want there to be subtitles. <laughs> Fucking hell, I don't want there to be subtitles. Why? Are we, if I go to the cinema, I want to see. I don't want to read something. <laughs> Fucking a man. So uh, Vince <clears throat> in the ring to interview the dead man. Uh, Taker and Farouk, uh, King of the Ring. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Uh, Taker goes. Last week, Farouk played the race card. I don't recognize color. I'm not white. Hang on, he um, sounds like the FIFA president. <laughs> Today I feel gay. <laughs> I'm not white. I'm not black. It's so fucking weird. that This narrative in this state feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not white. I'm not black. But I can tell you, Mobile Amber, I'm certainly not gold dust. <laughs> Imagine if that's how he finished the promo. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. I'm not white, I'm not black, but I'm definitely not gay. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, rigor mortis. <laughs> Hard wood, 99% of the day, and the other 1%, I'm pissing. <laughs> Actually, I'm a dead man. The only wood I've got is a coffin I sleep in. <laughs> Fucking A. Comes out and he's like, don't worry, Alabama. I'm asexual. There's no politics here. Don't worry, Alabama. <sighs> I'm the third scissor sister. Oh, fucking hell, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what the fuck? He's the undertaker. And he's kind of promo about race. Why do we give a fuck? I would have been better if he said, 
I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. Mm. You're going to die and I'm going to bury you. Rest in peace. That's the Undertaker promo. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit? I'm not black. I'm not white. But you know what I am? Shades of grey. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 92, he was pretty grey, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, fucking hell. Uh, Vince asks Taker about Bearer's secret. <laughs> <laughs> Taker doesn't want to talk about it. Paul Bearer's black. <laughs> He's definitely not. <laughs> He's the whitest man that's ever been white. Uh, Bearer promo from the Titantron. Still got his face bandaged up. It looks hilarious. Look, he, uh, you're right. He's very white. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was thinking more about the makeup rather than the white face. But no, I was talking about the white bandage. Hang on. The bandage, yeah. Can you say it? Oh, whatever. Uh, Bearer goes, come back to me or I'll tell the world. And Taker goes, I need more time. You're like, what a dramatic promo for a dead man. I want to talk about racism. Hang on a minute. You're about to tell the world I killed my family. Hold yeah. on two seconds. Fucking A. Bearer gives him seven days or be subservient to Bearer. Sorry, you have seven days to be subservient to me. Or else, what the fuck? I mean, this is why we haven't paid attention to Undertaker being champion, because he's wrestled Mankind, who actually became number one contender. Yeah. Now Mankind's got some really interesting stuff going on. Goldust is off his face bringing his kid to work. Um, Rocky's getting squashed. Yeah. Armour Johnson's not a racist, but he's going to be the first black world champion, <laughs> which he's- I thought was like an odd promo. It's like, no, I don't think... Yeah, it's, this is the problem. It's... You've got to shoehorn someone in for Taker to wrestle. Who do you want to wrestle, Mark? Uh, well, I wrestled Yoko. I wrestled all my mates in the BSK. Uh, I'll take Farouk. Why not? You know? Yeah. Uh, not Yoko. Did he wrestle Yoko in this storyline? No, he didn't. Do that was way before. Yoko's gone the stage, yeah. I think. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm very tired. <laughs> Let's wrap the shit up. But then, like, you're shoehorning in a race angle into his world heavyweight championship while still doing the whole I've got a secret where I've got key, <laughs> from someone I've else, got like, secret was a race angle not enough for this story do you want to do this that, bullshit as well exactly and this is the thing so I don't mind if storylines cross over yeah but having I killed my family I've got a secret brother versus I'm going to beat up Farouk to prove that we can have a black world champion yeah and that he's racist but i'm not racist but i mean in 25 years time whatever i might be <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our collect go home segment <laughs> i think it's fair enough to say uh, anyway he's uh, not racist he's just confused <laughs> He's androgynous. He's androgynous. <laughs> oh, that's great. With four minutes left to go on the show, it's time for your main event of the evening <laughs> of Steve Austin versus Jim the Anvil Nightheart for some fucking reason. I completely forgot this is a match. Not looking at my notes. Didn't announce this anywhere on the show or anywhere prior to the show. Really weird. No engines for Nightheart. Literally don't give a fuck. Bell rings. Foundation come out. Pillman's on commentary. Austin goes after Pillman because he's a babyface. Uh, Pillman smashes a crutch over the back of Austin's back. Amazing him ensues foundation beating down austin sean comes out with a chair to stop them yay the top baby face who's a home wrecker uh-huh. jr in the ring can you imagine if they picked up on the line and sean jumps in to do this running what would have happened to him dead man yeah, walking fucking a not the kind of non-racist type dead man mm. 
<laughs> Fully racist. <laughs> Fully racist dead man. <laughs> uh, JR in the ring to tell Austin and Sean that Gorilla Monsoon has turned up for work and it is announced that they will be, uh, they'll have to tag together versus Owen and Bulldog next week. Which is ridiculous because Gorilla Monsoon said that you've got to tag together at the start of the episode. And yep. now Gorilla Monsoon's turned up and gone, no, no, you have to. Yep. Poor Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, I'm looking day. forward to it. Maybe him and Shamrock can form another tag team. <laughs> Shamrocky Whipplemans, Whipple Shag, Whipple Rocks. Could go for me. That sounds like Whipple a really rocks. bad, like bougie chocolate. Oh, do you fancy a little box of uh, Whipple Rocks? Yeah, or a shoegaze band. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to them to write the soundtrack to Travel Lodge Live. <laughs> we have the most depressing soundtrack ever. Just da 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 da. Oh, the white stripes. That's it. That's all you're allowed to do. One chord. And a boomkat, boomkat, four and four. You're allowed to do one chord, but you're allowed to have a mass pedal board, but nice. no loop pedal. Nice. I like it. Yeah, no loop pedals. Loop pedals no, make no, things too push. clever. Yeah, fuck it. You know what we're actually going to do? We're going to just put that one chord into like an AI processor, and that's going to write, write me a song that is the theme song for Wrestling Travel Lodge Live. Oh, this is my idea I thought of today. What we do is we put into AI, write me a, a one-hour wrestling show or whatever, or tell me a story about these people, and then we just do it. I think you'll, if you look at my chat GBT history, I've got the first three episodes <laughs> of Travelogs Live already written. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking A. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, so basically to finish off this show, uh, Sean and Austin shove each other and end up in a brawl as the Heart Foundation look on from the ramp. It's quite cool seeing the heel stable overlook the mayhem they caused yeah. the two baby faces still fighting each other. Uh, for me, uh, bad wrestling, fun storytelling, Attitude Era, three cornflakes. Two cornflakes for me, Mick Foley promo, highlight of it. And really until I saw it today and thought about it, underestimated the impact the Sunny Days line has really had on wrestling as we know it today. Absolutely. Very much looking for next week's Raw. We're going to go on to uh, an incident-filled episode of Raw next week. Hair pulling ahoy. Mm, interesting. It's not going to be on the TV shows. There's going to be lots of just looking at shoots and us talking about it because I think the actual episode is pretty terrible. Yes. Where <laughs> can we go? Where can, where can find people on find you on the social media? It's not that we're tired at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, at Fanboy Rich on Twitter is probably the best place, even though I think Twitter might be dead because I did a really good meme of Ahmed Johnson doing a poop earlier and I got like fuck all interactions. So maybe we can start using TikTok or something. What's a TikTok? Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. I'm uh, at Bearded Lucha on Twitter. That's a dead dead media. You can also get my latest VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go like uh, like blackmail for uh, Travel Lodge Live? No, no. We can, you can only get VHS. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. VHS. So the thing with blackmail was that when DVDs and CDs and like downloading became a thing, they would only do tapes. Yeah. So you had to go like, you know, get your mayhem tape from your mate down the road or whatever. And I swear to God, if any of you take the VHS and take it to one of those stores and put it onto a DVD for you, I'm going to fucking come for you and shank you. Like it. Like I would do to Jamie Thorby's bumhole. <laughs> I thought I'd come back. <laughs> Shall we? Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, let's leave it there. That's the best line to finish up. Bye-bye, everyone. Next week's going to be fun. See ya. The louder you guys are, the better the rest
wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get it, buddy. Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit. My name is Piss. 